<clears throat> so, how you doing, Joe? I can hear you, Sean. I can hear you, too. Is he alive? Go to chat. Hi, Joe. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back, buddy. <laughs> yeah, we're what live. Happened? We're what? live, dude. <laughs> Welcome back to the living, my friend. What the bleep is going on here? You hit live four minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is going on? You that was here. All right, let's see. He said, there's the Sandman in the queue, and that was all she wrote. It was like you were under some kind of spell. Somebody didn't want us show. to hear. Somebody didn't want us to listen to uh, Sandman. I guess, I guess I'll have to edit that out. Well, that bites, people. Oh, yeah, it does. <laughs> anyway, welcome, everyone. Sorry about that. That's a little bit odd, but a little bit weird, but I guess shit happens sometimes. Well, we'll play it later in the show. It's somewhere up there. Oh, I think what's queued up next is uh, Johnny Cash. 
but that's for later on in the show. Anyway, guys, welcome to News on the Flipside. Very strange happenings already out the box. Maybe it's got something to do with them Miami UFO people. Yeah, I know, man. I hear, I hear they're coming for Sean, especially. Oh wait, we have two Sean's. I don't know. They're coming for one of you, Sean. I'm Jack. I'm Jack. That's right. So they're coming for Sean. Jackson, <laughs> Jackson, I'm good, man. <laughs> Soldier uh, right yeah. down the river, man. Um, Christopher, we're going to talk about Putin wanting to nuke everybody. I mean, how much of it is, is bravado? How much of it is, is real? I have no idea. Um, he's just – first, Kim Jong-un. So we're going to nuke South, uh, South Korea and we're going to kill America. Really? Well, first, what, he's got one nuke? And this <laughs> damn thing actually going to go anywhere? I mean, we got – I'm not so No, he's got more than that. He's got more than that. But it's probably – you know, you could count him on two hands. Yeah, so and and we're going to shoot all of them down. So I'm not too much worried about those. But it's um, as far as Russia goes, I mean, Russia knows as well as anybody else does. If Russia launches a nuke against any of our sovereign territories, that's World War Three because we're just going to say what the bleep and start nuking people all over the place. Um, and Joe Biden, I mean, literally, I mean, this could be Joe Biden, sir. We we need to see about nuking. He just falls asleep on a red button, and you know, there goes half the planet. <laughs> It's um, well, I mean, really, people. I mean, this this is a dangerous shit and game with someone like Joe Biden behind the wheel, uh, defending the world. I mean, is this the guy y'all want defending the world, really? Because I, I'd scare you see, shit out of me. You see what his Secretary of Defense did? No, oh, God, no. What did he? That scares me to even ask. There was no one in charge of the DOD for like you know several days at the beginning of the year. Yeah, three days. Three days. Oh, he was geez. in the hospital. Yep. Even the White House didn't know about that one. And then the number two, uh, Hicks, was in Puerto Rico on vacation. Had no idea because what? Not her fault. Was yeah, she wasn't is. informed that this clown was in the, you know, in the hospital, out of commission. He no one in charge of the DOD for three days. He didn't. He didn't want to give up that that power. Well, if anything would have happened, all oh, shit would hit the fan. I, I, you see, these days, the government is a just a joke. I mean. When you look what's going on, you're like, okay, this is going to happen. No, nothing ever happens. And it's not about can I help the American citizens anymore. It's about can I get reelected and how am I going to get reelected and who do I have to smear to get reelected? I mean, all of this shit has gotten ridiculous. All these cases against Donald Trump. So if you're a normal everyday American, if you're an independent, a Republican, even a libertarian, even some Democrats, <coughs> when you heard about all these charges against Trump, the first thing you thought was, um, you know, really, this is all about the election. It's not about anything else but the election, because when you get right down to it, I think 88% of the charges against him are only about money. It means he can't even go to jail at all. And the other ones, wouldn't he probably wouldn't go to jail for anyway, because he was ex-president of the United States. Then we've got the appeal process, which, of course, the Democrats know the appeals are going to happen. And more mm -hmm. than likely, he's going to get the appeals. But the appeals won't actually go through court until after the election. If Trump wins the election, there is no appeals because you can't prosecute a sitting president. And by the four time the four years is up, there won't be anything you can do to charge his law be gone. Or he could just, you know, well, just let himself off because he's president of the United States. I, I, it's 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 one of these things that you can't really win about. Um, if, if you're for Donald Trump, this is probably a fantasy for most people who are going after Donald Trump. If you're a Joe Biden fan, you're probably crying in your coffee somewhere. Uh, because Joe Biden fans hold some hope, like, this is CNN, we have a poll. Joe Biden, Donald Trump, did he? Okay, where's Kennedy? 
Oh, wait, did y'all forget Kennedy? Oh, shit. Uh-oh. He's right. Uh oh! Right, now, man. now Joe Biden's thirty six percent, and Biden's—I mean, Trump's just blowing him out. The yeah, so people. And, just and print more ballots. Just print yeah. more ballots. That's, yeah. all, so, that's all they got to do. Yeah. So and Kennedy, they just imported. They just imported nine million voters, right? Because yeah, you know, no voter and, ID, you know no no problem, no ID, and, no and, problem. And a lot of them said they, they don't. They ain't gonna vote Democrats. <laughs> so <I> might be in <laughs> voting Republicans. <laughs> did they? Did they really jump? Did yeah, they say no, that they were down at the? Um, one of the big lockups down in Texas, and they got about I think ten thousand people. Man, they talked to over a thousand people, and a good eighty percent said, well, "We're not voting for Joe Biden. Joe Biden evil." Uh, so I, don't know if, I don't know if the people down there work in the facilities are saying that, or or if they're hearing that before they cross the border. What the hell is going on? I know the the president of Mexico does not like. So he didn't like Trump, and now he's like, "Shit, I wish I had Trump back." This guy's an idiot. <laughs> but because he wants to re, right, but it's not even that Biden's an idiot. It's the, it's whoever his handlers are. Yeah, there well, That's true. That that's really that's really true. Because so you know, in, in the beginning they said it was Obama and Jill, uh, Jill Jill Biden. Whoever wrote that just now, Jill Biden is what's Jill Biden, the president's wife. Mm-hmm. They said it was her. And Obama, okay, well, we know all know Obama sucked when it came to the economy, and he sucked at fighting wars. So maybe, maybe so. I mean, but then you've got Joe Biden, who just all of a sudden goes off on a rampage. He goes off his meds or something, or they give him too much med, and he just blows their whole plan out of water because he goes and says some shit that's just unbelievably either racist or hypocritical, and 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 they can't really defend it, so they just try to bury it. And it's it's I don't know. It's, it's a shame that we have to live like this in the year 2024. Yep. I mean, we're supposed to be the shining light in the universe for peace and love and light and fairness. And, and instead, we're like, hmm, let's, if you don't like somebody, let's just prosecute their asses or just stain their names until such a time that they bow or die or go away. It's not how it's supposed to be. You know, I was telling a friend of mine this the other day. So when I was a kid growing up, it was how big could you make things for how cheap? So, you know, like you wanted the big, they said, give you a big, massive hamburger for a dollar. So now <laughs> you get a little tiny hamburger for two dollars. It's just. Yeah, it's like how, how small can you squeeze and yeah. spread the same cost over a yes. smaller burger? Yep. So, yeah. you know, I, I used to love them, them Klondike um, cones. Yeah. And, and, they, you know, and they used to be about yay tall and about yay, yay big around. Now they're about yay big around and about yay. Yeah, they are. <laughs> oh, that's like, I'm a big yeah. guy, man. I can't have a little shit. I need a real ice cream cone in my hand. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know, people. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. But no, because it's true. I mean, when we're talking, sometimes when we're making jokes like this, but this is part of our economy today. So everything's four times as much and two times as small. And every time I turn around, they want to cut gasoline with something else. So, you know, it's cut in most places with ethanol about 10%, but it's a couple other chemicals now they want to add in and make it five or six more percent that's not actually gasoline. None of that shit burns away as water. You don't get even fuel mileage out of that, no. Well, then not- then they're closing all sorts of nuclear power plants, which, mm-hmm. you know, is kind of the cleanest, you know, non-emissions type power source you could have. But they're trying to close the, you know those down. They're closing down hydroelectric power plants because of the fish. Yeah, right, and then as a result, like that's also a super clean form. And then you know you got no coal, so what's going to happen, right? You're going to have power outages, rolling power blackouts, stuff like that, like we have in California, 
because these people don't think ahead. They don't think through the consequences. They're just, they just have their little buzzwords and they say they're, you know, they're, they're look, I think it's good to get away <clears throat> from carbon, but like be intelligent about it. Don't be, you know, don't do what the Germans did, get rid of all your nuclear power plants and then have the, the Russians have you over the barrel. Yeah. Right. I mean, they were trying, they were talking about burning wood pellets last, you know, this, this, like before this winter started because they don't have enough power to generate. Well, and I see that's the other problem. Are you really getting away with carbon, getting away from carbon when you do electric? Because one, mm, you have to use electricity to charge your car, which of course is powered by what? Carbon. Uh, and the more of which it you need, the, the more. Which makes the blackouts even worse. Which yes. makes the blackouts even worse because there's so, more load demand on the grid. So this came up to, but this is a question. This tells you the difference between these governors. So Governor Newsom and Governor DeSantis were having a, a debate. So he asked him, he said, well, you're mandating all these new, um, all these electric cars by, you know, whole state to be electric by 2035. And he's like, really? He said, you can't even supply your state power now in, in a normal year without rollouts and problems. He said, what happens when everyone has two electric cars and are trying to charge them? He said, you got 80, you got 40 or 50 million citizens trying to charge, you know, 80 million electric cars plus electric buses and electric trains and Where's electricity going to come from? Oh, well, you're going to need a nuclear power plant, or you're going to need several big coal or natural gas plants. So you you, you just you didn't fix it. You made it worse because the mm-hmm. one coal plant produces far more than lots and lots of cars do. I said so. It's it's ridiculous. Well, no, Jimmy. Currently, right now, if you want to know the truth, you can go look it up for yourself. Uh, a normal. I'm, I hate to use the Tesla because you know I love Elon, but a normal Tesla car. Its carbon footprint is three and a half times of a say like a, a Toyota Camry for life. Three and a half times because one, the freaking battery they use to make it, you have to strip mine a freaking mountain to get to the stuff, and then it's got to be shipped from there to yep. somewhere in Taiwan, then it's shipped somewhere in China, then it's shipped to Japan, then it's shipped to us, and then we put it in there, and it only lasts ten or fifteen years, and then you got to dispose of this really nasty shit and dig more and put more in there, so. This did not solve the problem. Just really just changed the problem and made it worse. It hasn't made it any better. It's like windmills. I mean, windmills are a joke. And I hate to say this because windmills should be a cheap, easy way for power. But their half-life is like they don't pay for themselves. You can't have cheap electricity when the product you're using doesn't pay for itself. Plus, oh, I know about the birds, Jimmy Lee. Oh, they kill the birds. Well, yes, they do kill the birds. I'm not going to – they do kill lots of birds because they're big, huge – well, have you ever been to Texas, Jimmy? Okay, I'll tell you what. You can take Interstate 20 or Interstate 10 and, dri- 10 and drive through Texas, and you will drive. You will see more freaking windmills than you can even imagine. And any, if you go off on any of them roads all back through, I've been all through there, all the way to California, there, just one windmill after another. And you know what's funny? This is what's so funny about all this. So this is across three states. All these windmills could produce enough electricity, maybe run in L.A. fairly steady for a year, right? But right along that road, there's a there's another little uh, plant out there that runs off of um, solar. Know. No, solar? It's, uh, it, no, it gets its energy from um, the mantle, the um, thermo. It's thermo energy, and um, it produces more electricity than all of them wheels combined four times. It's clean, it's cheap, and it's it's way more powerful. And then we don't even want to talk about nuclear energy because really and truly. 
one nuclear power plant is equivalent to probably four states of, of windmills. Uh, it's just in solar solar panels aren't any better because they don't last and they're ugly. And what do you mean they don't last, Joe? I thought they, they don't last a long no, time. No, no, I don't. Uh, solar panels will. 10, 15 years, if, if you get a good one. If you get a cheap one, you might get five to seven. We've installed a lot of them over the years, and they just – first off, after five years, they get a haze on them. So if you don't get up there and clean the bitches, uh, you lose half your, your – pat. well, maybe not half, but about, about a third to a little more than that, you might leave 40%. Uh, and the longer you leave them like that and the dirtier they get, the more power you, you lose from them. Uh, so you have to clean them. And then for some reason or another, they 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 just they just they just wear out. And more so than that, they're on your roof and they're moving around on your roof causing leaks, which causes damage inside your house. And again, sorry guys, and then, and then they're just ugly. You know, when you, I really don't want them on the front of my house. They're just ugly. I mean, maybe if they want a rack on the side of my house and a panel or something, but I don't want them, you know, I got, I got, you got a 500,000 million dollar home. Do you really want solar panels stuck all over your freaking roof? No, you don't, you know, because it's ugly. Uh, and they're just not that the problem with everything we use right now is ugly. Now, a gentleman a long time ago figured out how to solve the solar panel thing. Put them in space. Stop putting them here. He said, build one mile or two mile across solar solar panels in space. He said one of them would, would supply the East Coast with power steady all the time. Just one of them. Wow. He said, he said you could build 50 or 100 of them and there would be no more worrying about electricity. But I don't understand how that's going to work because so what are we going to have, 50 or 100 of these two, three, four mile across solar panels floating around in space? And they're not going to be one panel. They're going to probably be thousands of panels. But is that what we're going to have? Are we going to be able to see this ugly shit floating in our skies? See, I just I, – and I just don't know what the real power usage is What if that's a true statement that that they're going to produce. I know they're going to produce a lot more power because it's direct sunlight. Uh, just nothing's cutting through the atmosphere. So it's all pure energy. But still – is it going to produce that much more? You know what? Seeing is believing. And sooner or later, they'll put one up there for us. See, what do y'all think? I mean, I don't know. Sean, you know you're a little also, bit about tech. Yeah, you're going to have transmission losses, right? From the panel to the earth, right? Yeah, they're going to use, I, don't, I don't know uh, how they're going to beam it back. Oh, they're going to use uh, microwaves. And huh? yeah, they're going to use microwaves and they're going to beam. So originally, these, they, originally, this tells you how crazy these fuckers are. They're going to give everybody an antenna on the house and, and beam it to their houses. So do you, I know I know people don't know exactly know what microwaves can do to you. And there's all kinds of different kinds of microwaves, but most of them are not good for humans. So then they said, okay, we'll put a panel up there that's in geosynchronary orbit over a power plant where they can just beam them, have a continuous beam coming down to that power plant all the time. That may work. I, I I mean, I'm not that kind of science. I, I don't know that much about that kind of science. So it may, it might, I, you know, I don't know. It might work. It might not. Um, I'm thinking that's risky business though, man. <clears throat> well, I mean, that like, my, high, like high power microwaves are what cause things like Havana syndrome yeah. and stuff like that. I'll fry yeah. you. The other issue with solar panels and wind is that they're peaking power sources, right? They only produce power during certain periods of the day. They're not baseload where they're constantly generating power 24-7. Oh, so, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. it's not. So you need really good energy storage, which we kinda, we're kind of we kind of not there yet. Yeah, so, we're kind of not there yet. I know the last one, before we, the last non-lithium uh, that we installed, the battery uh, pack set up for five days of electricity uh, with no access, like it was a storm. 
was about the size of my studio, which is a 15 by 15 room. And it was stacked probably 10, maybe eight foot tall. Uh, <clears throat> that was a battery room. And that would run that house, that 2,000 square foot house, for anywhere from seven to nine days. Um, but and even that, every day, though, you would be losing enough power that you'd have to start thinking about what you have running. So for the first five days, you could run your air conditioner, your TV, and your refrigerator. But after that, you would seriously have to start curtailing what you were using. Um, well, it's, it's also a massive fire hazard, too. It it's is like a massive fire hazard. Yeah, because those old batteries, those alkaline batteries were deadly. Well, no, Jimmy. So do you really want to so lithium? Yes, you, 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 you could use less lithium in your house to produce the same effect. But lithium batteries are just as dangerous. Them bitches explode all the time. You don't, you don't remember Samsung phones exploding on all everybody? You don't yeah, remember, remember that? Yeah. Tesla's cars and Hyundai cars exploding? That was due to the battery. So do you want to put, say, eight of these in your room, say maybe four foot thick, eight foot tall? Do you realize that the bitches blew up and take out half the block with it? <laughs> we're just, I want Sean, we're just not there. We're a long ways from this kind of technology. Um, we really have to get to where we look at this differently and, and we understand this differently. Well, no, because we have better think about this, guys. We have hydrogen, which is better than all the shit we just talked about, including carbon. And then we have, uh, what's that nasty, nasty word? What, what's that one that we don't never want to talk about? Because we always want to talk about nuclear power. What do you mean reverse nuclear power? What, what the hell? Wait. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, so that, that reverse nuclear power. Oh, wow. Uh, you mean coal fission? Is that what you're talking about, man? Reverse nuclear power, coal fission? <laughs> yeah. So that that's we're there now. We actually can produce it. We finally, those guys' experiments for 30 years ago, finally people can reproduce them. They probably could have reproduced them then, but they didn't want to. It's not, you know. But they have to do something now because they've realized they've got themselves in a bind. Uh, the damn new world wants clean energy. And you can't do it if you're going to run fuel all the time. So you, you've got to, and you, but we still have to be able to supply serious power to our tanks and our jets and our fighters and everything. You know, we can't, we can't, put, you can, okay. We'll ask Sean. Sean ran a tank. Shen, do you want an electric tank? Hell no. You a, Are you uh, kidding me? You know, I can see him now. I'm about to get me chasing the <laughs> yeah. enemy on the nerve. Yeah. <laughs> 90 miles <laughs> into the fight. If you, I got to fight. I have no electric. I have no fuel, oh, so Jesus. I got to stop and you're oh, sitting ducks. Think I, about oh, it. I can see stop the charge. Right. Yeah, I can see the F thirty five flying on an electric engine. Come yeah. on, people. It's not going to happen. Some things are just stupid. But I mean, now, when you talk about coal fission, when you when you talk about that, and you talk about a power plant about the size of my hand that can produce a hundred times what those jet engines can produce running off of jet fuel, then the story changes. Uh, and, and so one about the size of a basketball should be able to run a 5,000 square foot house for up to anywhere from 60 to 200 years with, cause no, they're not rechargeable. So they would build them and it'd be a little plant. Once the plant starts, it keeps running. I forgot there'll be X amount of fuel in it. So the fuel inside eventually, um, eventually, and they don't even know what eventually is. It could be much longer than they're thinking. And then boom. It'll be clean. So you'll be, when you move and stuff, you'll be able to take them with you. And it's not really the fuel from what I understand from the way it works. It's actually going to be the casing is going to be the problem more than anything else. So they're going to have to make it to where it shuts down when a casing reaches a certain point. Well, we're just, we're just learning about this stuff. Um, we'll be dead, Joe. Oh no, not for this. This is, they're already building these. Um, mm -hmm. 
Elon's t- plan on building one of these on Mars. Um, well, people, the one they're working on right now is the size of three 18-wheelers. It'll be able to power New York City for 100 years without even a blink. Uh, yes, without even a blink. So, and but I said it's like I said. I think it's it's three or three or four semis big. But when you start thinking about the ones that run your car, which will be about the size of a softball, or run your boat, these are interchangeable fuel supplies. Think about this. So you you going out, you're taking your boat out, and you know you don't want to have two of them. So you just turn your car. If you take the fuel supply out of with you, put it in your boat and you go. It also make it a lot harder to steal your damn car unless you got an extra power supply with you. Well, all that shit will be registered. It's um, I've heard lots of scientists talk about this. Um, there's lots of lots and lots of stuff between hydrogen and coal fission um, fusion. We should be able to at least feed the needs of our power su- supplies today. Now, is America going to share this technology? We've already shared it with our allies, but we're going to share it with anybody else. Ooh, we're not going to give it to China or Russia. I can tell you that now. It can make too big of a bomb. Yeah, we're not we're not doing that. Because at first, because China, if you go back 20, 25 years, China looked like it wanted to come out and try to be friends with the United States and say, look, we can do this. We can rule the world together as friends, just like in Serenity and all these other sci-fi movies, and, and we can do it. But no, Xi Jinping got greedy and pissed off Donald Trump. Donald Trump sanctioned them out of the blue moon. Now they can't even, they don't have any money to spend. They're dumping assets all over the place just to try to balance out their economy. Stuff they've been stockpiling for the last 30 years, they're dumping all over, which is dragging prices down, which is probably going to be good for us in the long run. But what are you going to do? They're, they're in trouble. From what I understand, Xi Jinping's in trouble. He could, We could actually find someone else in charge in China soon. What, why is he in trouble there, Joe? Because he's, been, he's lost face. So he went up against Donald Trump head-to-head. I'm going to rule the world. And uh, Donald just bitch slapped him all over the place. And then here comes Joe Cocky Biden, who's probably owned by the Chinese, but still can't save him. Uh, they're, they're just the sanctions haven't been lifted. They can't really be lifted without an act of Congress. Congress is showing no signs of wanting to lift any sanctions. And then COVID got around and pissed everybody off. So nobody wants to buy their products. We don't. Europe don't. Europe's kind of like we're not buying your products anymore, China. So without without Europe and the United States, China's nothing. The rest of the world can't give them the kind of money we spend. If you think about what the, I mean, if you look at what we spend right now in China and compared to what we were, it's a big change, but we made them what they were. Us in Europe made them what they were. We were just spending tons and tons of money on tons and tons of bullshit. China made every piece of crap you could think of. Um, and a lot of it was just that pieces of crap. But we didn't care because we were paying a dollar for it. Uh, but now, you know, here, here's China, and China just realized that. And they're having problems with the same thing with their own important stuff like their ships and jets. They have quality control issues. You know, so they built this big, huge, invisible jet, one of the best uh, fifth-generation jets built according to them. And so it's <laughs> flying. It's flying, right? And it's stealthy, whatever. It's leaving a smoke stream five miles long behind it. I'm huh. like, you did somebody, I guarantee when Xi Jinping seen it, he probably lost it in mind. And since America or Europe wouldn't sell him jet engines, he didn't know what to do about it. Uh, Denise, no, we get a, you know what? I hate to, America gets a lot of its jet engines from Germany. We we let them build a lot of our jet engines because Mercedes. Germany builds really good jet engines. That's all I can say. 
We get them from other places too, but Germany builds really good ones. What can I tell you? Aren't they the Mercedes engines? Uh, does Mercedes build some? Porsche build some, and, and somebody else was building some. And then, uh, and then, and what do you mean? Why don't we keep them jobs in the United States? You know what? I ain't president, and I personally think we should keep them jobs in the United States because I guarantee you we could do it cheaper than what the, the Germans are charging us for them damn engines. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, no, I think we can have the same quality control. When Americans want to have good quality control, they can. You just have to say this is how it's going to be, and this is you know if you're not, your ass is out of here. Uh, what happens today in America is we just get lazy and, and the businesses go for that uh, cheaper, faster, better bullshit that crash NASA and it, it just it doesn't work for the society. Well, everybody wants to make $30 an hour and do nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Sit on the internet and become millionaires. Well, people do sit on the internet and become millionaires, but a lot of them don't. It's... Um, I don't mind working. I, I, if I sit around too much, I'll get in trouble or I'll get cranky. I, I'm just not a good sit around kind of person. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I just don't. I, I don't. I'll drive people batshit crazy around me if I'm sitting around. Oh, no. I'll be like, let's go do this. Let's go do that. Let's go take a ride for 600 million miles. Um, do, I think, do I think Putin is stupid enough to nuke the United States? Let me put it this way. I don't think no, Putin no, is stupid no, enough no, to no. directly nuke the United States. But I do think he's stupid enough to use a tactical nuke in the Ukraine and say he found a Nazi stronghold or some bullshit and nuked them. And if they found a bunch of Nazi material there. and Well, no, uh, a, a tactical nuke's different. A tactical nuke's not like we're dropping a 10, 20, 50 kiloton nuke on somebody that's going to pollute the part of the planet for 10 million years and kill an area of 20 to 40 square miles. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about tactical nukes, which are usually one kiloton or less, just enough to really take out like 20 or 30 square blocks. Um, that's what they're designed for. Minimal radiation so the cleanup's easier. We do have neutron bombs, and they do take a two-year cleanup. But new, neutron bombs, in a way, are kind of cruel because – it's kill sure. people. Yeah, they just, just kill organics. People. Yeah, just they're, organics. They're, 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 so they're just kind of cool in the fact that see a nuclear bomb don't give a shit. It kills everything. <laughs> it's a boom. Yeah, look at that. Nice flat, even plane. Neutrons like bloop. Everything else is left behind. Your cars, the buildings, no people. You can come in and use this shit in two years. That's how long the half life is. That's a cool weapon. Uh, and for a long time they said, Oh, we don't have those. We don't have those. We don't have those. Of course, it was banned, right? That Wasn't was it banned? banned? It was banned. Yeah. Uh, we don't yeah. have those. We don't have those. And all of a sudden, they, one got out. And uh, somebody found that one got out. And they were like, well, well, we just got the one. Yeah, bullshit. <laughs> but yeah, we're understanding, yeah. David, they got about 100 of them. I'm thinking, we ain't got one piece of bullshit. I don't know, but it's 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 a dangerous game they're playing out there. Well, actually, you know what, guys? Uh, the three of us were talking about this last week before us last week because Jay was with us. We know somewhere there's at least two of these satellites with them tungsten rods on them. So I'm not so much worried. I think if the Russians launch a nuke from somewhere, they would just drop one of them tungstens right on the area and just flatten it. And that way we're not spreading radiation around. Just, it just, I do know for a fact that. I cannot imagine the impact of one of them tungsten steel rods would do. Well, they, they tested one. Uh, NASA got in trouble because NASA leaked it. Now, we're going back. What is this? 20, we're going back almost 30 years or maybe 25 years. But there was a satellite that had been put up in space for the explicit reason of testing something along these lines. 
So this was, I think it was a two-ton tungsten rod that they dropped from space and made a crater of almost two miles. Wow. <laughs> so NASA was not supposed to release this. Uh, it was some desert somewhere. And uh, NASA was not supposed to release this. It got released. Even CNN and, and uh, NBC picked it up and ran it for two days. And then all of a sudden they said, oh, no, it was a simulation. It wasn't real. Mm-hmm. Of course. <laughs> but but, of course. <clears throat> but because <laughs> NASA's blue sky simulations back there weren't this good, you knew it wasn't a simulation. You could, you could actually tell the way it entered the atmosphere that it wasn't a simulation. But And all the, all the astronauts, when you asked them, just said, well, I have no comments because they knew it wasn't a simulation either. Uh, <clears throat> so I don't know the new ones. The, the ones that re- actually went up, the ones with the 20 or 30 cylinders on it, they, they've, they, from what I understand, they vary in weight from anywhere from like a quarter ton up to 15 or 20 tons. So if you drop a 20 ton steel tungsten rod from however hundreds of miles this is in space, it's going to level a big area. We're, we're talking like new, the whole state of New York. <laughs> I mean, it's just going to be, an, uh, <clears throat> I don't, I don't know. And, and, China and Russia do have satellites up there that watch these things and monitor these things, and so do we. And now, yeah. thanks to Elon Musk, we got satellites at the yin yang all over the place, uh, watching everything all the time. Russia said that his satellites were an intrusion into their privacy. <laughs> <laughs> what a joke. And, and then he ordered all his because his citizens started buying them and using them because they worked so well in the Ukraine. <laughs> you know that's what the, the Russian citizens had heard about. They started buying them and using. Them. He said, "No, we're developing our own system, which will be like thirty years from now. Uh, they'll have it." The U.S. Oh no, uh, Marty. Um, um, the EU is developing its own version of Elon Musk system. So Elon reaches out and says, "Hey, let us help you with this." You know, they're like, "Oh no, no, we don't need your help." And they're like, "Really?" Elon's thinking he could cut maybe two, three years off your program, and you're going to tell him no. So what's going to happen, Europeans are going to just start using his stuff. That's what's oh, going to happen. Oh, hell, it's we'll a, break loose there. Yeah, the well, they can't tell him they can't. I mean, they, they don't want to get the citizens coming unglued on their ass. There's a lot of people live in the EU, so uh, you don't. do you want to really start that kind of movement? Because you know Elon's only trying to help the world as far as anybody on the planet's concerned. No, I think he's going to be turned out like the evil guy from Moonraker. That's what I think. I, I love him to death. He's my man crush, but I think he's going to be like one day, y'all going to try to go to Mars. It'll be big, massive weapons and rail guns and shit. And he'll be like, Earthlings, stay away. This is my world. <laughs> Kill yourself if you want to. <clears throat> well, I'm just saying, you know, the guy is brilliant. And every time you turn around, he's got some other brilliant idea he's putting out there. It, he's, well, no, he burns off a lot of ideas too. Um, I don't know who posted that, but he does like the tunnel in LA, uh, <clears throat> the way he ran the car under the ground. As far as I know, it's it just stopped. They quit using it. Huh. God only knows. Is it the boring company? <clears throat> yeah, remember he was um they were gonna put away you your car got in this little thing and it shot you through the tunnel to wherever in LA. Um People, I, I, I don't think it was a good idea, or he'd be doing it. Or you mean for, um, well, see, that's again the Germans. You're talking about um, subways. They've built the best subways in the world. Should they build the best subways in the world doing World War II, and they're still the best subways in the world. Where's that at, Joe? Germany? 
Yeah, they're all over Germany. They just they just got a knack for building some stuff. They make good, great. They they engineers. It's a whole damn society of engineers, basically. Uh, don't ask me. I don't want to stereotype. I, I don't want to start World War Three by accident. That stupid American. He stereotyped us. We're going to start World War Three. <clears throat> I want to try to avoid that. I got a lot of friends he, in Germany. Yes. Here's a here's what's been uh, on my mind though. Um, so Putin saying that um, there are Nazis over in Ukraine. Correct. That's, that's what this is saying. about. Yeah, that's what it's about. So why don't he just nuke Germany, man? Because I'm sure there's some Nazis over there. There's Nazis well, over here. No, I know that, buddy. Uh oh. Big brothers listening. <clears throat> hey, Uncle Nazis. Um <clears throat> sorry, God, my voice has been hacking all night. They um they do, I mean, as far as Nazis go, they're they live in a lot of countries, especially places like Argentina and places like that, but and there are several chapters in the United States. Um, you know, Zeke Heil. It's one of those things. I, and for some reason, the United States allows it. We're, we're hard on communists in our country, but yet we let Nazis. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. Well, according to the left, everybody right of JFK is a Nazi. So. Well, that's true, too. Yeah. Um, actually, let me think. Hold on, Marissa. Write, write that again. So you're talking about – Sean just mentioned JFK. So JFK technically – now, JFK was a hardcore Democrat, but he wasn't a liberal. No. He was more conservative than he was liberal. All you got to do is go look at his votes and look at what he was doing for the country uh, and what his what he was involved in and how he served honorably on his, in his PT boat. He's, he's just – he was um, – yeah, he was closer to the mm-hmm. middle for sure than – he definitely wasn't yeah. liberal. And that's why but I really like it. He would be considered to the right of Biden today. Easily. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Easily. He's, I mean, he's probably right of Nikki Haley. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. might be because Nikki, Nikki's weird because Nikki flip flops around a little bit. And, uh, yeah. Uh, recent, um, Nikki, Nikki Haley is the third place Republican candidate right now. She may be taking over in second soon, but uh, she wants to be the first woman president in the United States. So if for some reason something happens to Donald Trump and he can't run, this race will be between her and, and DeSantis, and whoever wins that will be her and Biden, or him and Biden. And uh, and and I, if I was DeSantis and he won, I would take Nikki as my VP because she's got the votes. And vice versa, if she won, I would take DeSantis as my VP because it also opens up uh, more years down the line for Republicans. Well, you can get sixteen years with the two of them if they do a good job. I don't know what kind of president Nikki would make. Nikki's an interesting person, and she makes a pretty good ambassador. But running a country is much different than going out and screwing around with some other ambassador in another country. Um, yeah. Or or yeah. For UN, for that matter, I think, because that's who I think she was ambassador yeah. to. But um, DeSantis has proven one thing. He can run a state. Florida's in good yeah. shape. Unemployment's low. Crime's low. Uh, they don't even have an income tax, people. Yes. Yes, they don't wow. have income tax. Texas don't either. Um, figure that out. California is taxing its citizens into the atmosphere. Uh, New York's right there, maybe even higher. Um, Chicago's, I mean, Illinois is, Jesus, they're just as bad. Uh, but yet, these uh, two southern states don't even have an income tax. And the other southern states have a very low one. Why is that? I mean, really? 
What do you mean big cities? What do you don't think Dallas and Houston are big cities? They're freaking huge. You don't think Atlanta's a big city? Give me a break, man. Atlanta's a hub. <laughs> Get out of here. Uh, there's lots of big cities in the South. They, they just, oh, no, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that they, some of these cities down here are not just as bad as the northern cities when it comes to crime. That's not what I was saying. Atlanta and New Orleans are shitholes when it comes to crime. Uh, they just are. They're, they're fun cities and they're great cities and they're entertaining cities and there's lots to do in both of them. But you better know a local or get read around and stay out of certain neighborhoods in both areas. Mm-hmm. That's sunny weird though, Joe. That's so, so, but New Orleans is particularly weird. So if you go to New Orleans and you, let's say you're in the French Quarter, okay. Well, on one side, the French Quarter is the river and where all the river stuff on there. So you, you're kind of safe along there. One side is the Marini, so you're pretty safe in the Marini. It's just another kind of upscale neighborhood. The other side out by St. Charles and Canal, so you're pretty safe over there. But when you go underneath, headed back towards the north, there are some nasty, nasty, nasty neighborhoods out there. And they have no problem beating you over and taking your money and, and just pissing all over your head while they're doing it. And it's, it's just, you got to be careful. Well, first rule, people, in any city you go to, either find a local and never travel alone. You know, well, I'm big and scary, but even I don't want to go walking around places I don't know. About. So, well, if I got, if, if Martha's with me now, that's different. See, Martha's back there. Well, you can't see her because she's being hidden, but uh, she's back there. If she's with me, it's different. Then I'd be like, what do you want, sir? Can I help you, sir? It's like the guy, the, the guy who goes... The guy does this. He goes, he shows me his gun. He lifts up his jacket and he shows me his gun. It's like, wow, yeah, a little 380, not bad. And as I was turning around, I flipped up my shirt. And I said, he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, yeah, man. You, you. No, a lot of people carry guns in the South. They, they do. A lot of women carry guns in the South, usually 380. Some carry nine millimeters. Um, but a lot of women that's, carry That's guns. one reason crime's not as bad down there. Yeah. Let me tell you what, a woman down here will probably shoot you faster than a man will. Oh, yeah. They don't play. They're just, they're not even going to be like, they're going to be like, excuse me, pal. Oh, sir, he was trying to rape me. <laughs> be the end of that. Have y'all, y'all never seen the Skittles TikTok video? Oh, my God. That's, that's a true, no. true video. Some some guy with Skittle colored teeth and horns coming out of his head. And the little Southern woman's telling him what would happen if she, if he came into her house. <laughs> oh, like, I saw that one. Yeah, because she tells him you better get right with your maker before you come in my house. Because <laughs> you're gonna be meeting him soon. Oh, that's true down here. People we shoot you. We don't care. And then you gotta watch, especially as ones that live in Louisiana, Mississippi. We shoot you and feed you the gate. There's no evidence. Well, we know he's at your house. Well, sure, come on in. You can look around. Yeah. You sure he wasn't that here? Would, no, man. That would be scary, man. Just to be in just be down in the bayou and just getting thrown in for the alligator, you know, that, that would yeah. be scary as sin, man. Yeah. How can you all do that down there, Joe? Actually, it's better me. to use a chainsaw because it makes it more bloody and it draws more gator. So, you know, it's, it's, what do you mean? What do you think? Well, I don't know what to tell you. Come on down to Louisiana and find out, big boy. <laughs> sure so I Come on down. <clears throat> I'll take you out this swap and show you around. Uh, no, no chainsaws, dude. I'll be looking. I'll be yeah, looking. They, uh, uh, what were you talking about? What's the movie? Um, oh, I know which one you're talking about. When they're riding on their motorcycles and stuff. It's like what in the '60s or '70s. Oh, um, um, Easy Rider. Yeah, Easy Rider. That's what. That's what you, no, it's not like Easy Rider. 
I'll be honest with you. When it comes to Louisiana, most places in Louisiana, if you leave people alone, they'll leave you alone. There are some places that you might not want to go wandering around in Shreveport and places like that, but most of the state's pretty laid back. Mississippi's a little different. From Hattiesburg to the Gulf, everybody's real friendly, real nice. From Hattiesburg to Tennessee, people are, uh, what you doing in my town? And they don't care what color you are. They just want to know what you're doing in their town. You don't belong here. Get the bleep out of my town. Even the capitals like that. Really? People, yeah, people be looking at you like, what the hell are you? And I'm telling you, baby, they'll be side-eyeing you shit like, what are you doing here? Get out of here. We do not want you in our town. I, I, I don't know about that, man, because if you got people moving down there in, in, in Mississippi, dude, I mean, that's more money, more. Well, because they're coming to Gulf Coast anyway. That's Well, no, nobody wants to live in the northern part of the state anyway. There's nothing up there with trees. Um, trees and chickens. That's about it. Everything's in the Gulf Coast. That's where the casinos are. That's where all the, the, the plants are. That's where the shipbuilding yards are. That's where everything is in the Gulf Coast. So that's where everybody's going to live. I did see the, the the new jet, Janine. I don't I don't know. They won't they won't they keep all they keep saying it's Gen Six, it's Gen Six, and they won't say anything else. Other than it's supposed to go into space. That's, that's all I've heard. It's Gen Six, uh, and it's supposed to be able to go into space and come down. So if we come up with a fighter that's stealth and can fly into space and come down, how do you even defend against that? I mean, squadron, you're chasing a squadron. It just leaves you because you can't catch it because it's, it's going ballistic into space, and it just drops down anywhere. You're not even going to know where it comes down out of space. Uh, by the time you find it, it's going to be coming in ballistic probably at Mach 30. Uh, what are you going to have? What are you going to do to that? It's going to disintegrate your ass. But, you know, there are some downsides to super fast ships. Um, bullets come out at around Mach 6. Anything faster than that, the bullets can be slamming into the ship. Missiles are actually coming out a little slower than that. So they'll have to have specialized, they'll have to have laser weapons or maybe rail guns of some sort. But they won't be able to use conventional weapons because there's, there's no way it'll work. What are you talking about? No, I'm not a scientist. No, it's just common sense. Well, I shoot guns. That's how I know, you know, and I was in the service too. I've actually seen gun double compression. It's, it's horrible when they explode. Yeah, I just, you just don't want to be there. Um, what article was that, Janine? I didn't see any articles like that. What are you talking about? Well, send it over. Oh, I did see. We we looked at this a couple of weeks ago. The um, the two galaxies, the Andromeda and the Milky Way colliding. It's an interesting article, but I mean, it's not. Man, it's be a long time, and we're in one of the outer bands, so it may not even affect us. Yeah. So this is the one you sent me. Yeah, the X fifty nine supersonic test jet rolled out at Skunk Works. This thing, it's it's got a nose cone that's longer than the plane. Uh, Can you put the picture up, Joe? uh, Let me see. I'm not in that mood. Let me switch over to uh, Google. And um, I I don't know. It's it's weird looking. Uh, Well, I don't know if this is the one that's going to go into space either. I haven't read on it enough to know, but hold on. Let's see. Where, oh, where has my little dog gone? It went down and stole me some cash from the neighbors. That's where it's going. Mm-hmm. It said, Daddy, I need some kibbles and bits. Let me go get some money. Uh, no, I don't need that. Let's see, present. Come on, get up here. Well, let's just make it go full screen. Let's see. Yep, there it goes. 
come back and find y'all. Alright, so... Holy shit. Look it looks a little that. stupid. That's what I'm saying. It looks like an Look, ostrich or something. It's, yeah. it's, it's retarded looking. Let's see if we can if there's any more pictures and maybe we can stretch something out of here. Oh, here we go. Here's some, some engine. There's a... So Where they drop the bombs from? Where's the bullets? At? Well, this don't even look like a fighter to me. This looks like some kind of reconnaissance platform, right? Yeah, I'm not sure what the hell this is. Looks like a pterodactyl. Y'all know it's it's got fight. It's got system. It's F-16 block, 25 landing gear, flight uh, trail simplified, that control. Look, it's got all kind of little side little wings on it. Look at it, six and little baby wings on it. Uh, this thing was so. This thing must be planning on going supersonic. FG four hundred provides design combination. Let's see, wide wingspan. It's not giving me any information that I'm really interested in. It looks weird. Now, yeah. and, not, and there it is again. This actually looks like one of them old nineteen sixty nine jets. It's uh okay, a camera. Oh, there we go. We got a camera. Yeah, that's a reconnaissance platform. Let's see. Got another camera up here. Yeah, another one up here. Got a monitor. Let's see. Let's see what else it gives us. But it's got a payload bay though, too. So I'm not sure what they need that for. Maybe well, dropping satellites into space. I don't know. Maybe so, or maybe markers or I guess in an, in an all out case they could drop a put a a baby nuke in here or something. Uh, well, this is a single cockpit. This is uh, all electronics. I guess it's fly-by-wire. It's kind of surprising they put this much detail. Like, look at this thing. It looks like a freaking little dart. Yeah. <clears throat> Damn, I wonder if they got this idea from uh, Stargate. Uh, it does kind of look like one of them darts on Stargate. It's... um. It's definitely it's definitely streamlined. That maybe this is the one that's going to go to space. Uh, dun, dun, dun. Oh, so it's already flying. Okay. I guess I should realize that when I seen it in the sky. <laughs> well, you never know. Sometimes NASA does mock ups, so you, you got to be careful with NASA and its bullshit. Um, well, I guess guys, we'll find out more about this because it goes on because it's not even giving us no text with it. It's like, no, you don't need to know about us. Uh, it's interesting, it's cute. I think it's ugly, Joe. I don't know what this five mile long thingy is. I guess I wonder if it's got a bunch of sensors in it and stuff. That or also help go through the um atmosphere quicker. So, you got, or... you got these two little baby wings, you got these two little wings, and you got two up here. I guess it's planning on going hypersonic. I don't know why you need that out of all that stuff. Now, that'll be interesting to find out how fast it goes. Uh, what's that, Kirby? Well, I don't know how fast it goes. We don't know. It's what we're trying to find out. No, the shuttle re-entered <clears throat> between Mach, Mach 22 and Mach 32. It could be anywhere up in there. Yeah, I know. You always hear them say the SR-71 is the fastest thing. The SR-71 is the fastest powered vehicle in the world. <laughs> the fastest vehicle in the world is a space shuttle on re-entry. Yes, because it's a fallen brick. 
until it does. God help me why we, more of them didn't blow up than what, what happened already. Yeah. Well, that, they were both horrific things to watch. Both of them alive. It really sucked. Uh, <clears throat> just like I watched the stupid uh, towers thing in New York. Uh, all that kind of shit just sucks. Yeah, it stays in your head. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Hold on. Give me a chance and I'll get to the damn article. Y'all just piling damn articles all over the place. Uh, let's see what this one is. Hunter Biden just delivered devastating blow to Connor Jordan. Connor and Jordan on contempt case. First off, I read the article. It's, it's just nothing but bullshit. There's nothing in of any consequence. Um, they tried to say that um, because he didn't show up, wasn't contempt because it wasn't a real um, subpoena. <laughs> Jordan's like, yeah, I think it was a real subpoena, my friend. <laughs> uh, you know, I think I think that's what it was, but he's not. You know. Why did he walk out, huh? Because he... Hunter Biden. Because what's her name? And I don't even like this woman, but Taylor Green was about to rip him anew. You know what? He's scared of her, man. She's vicious when it comes to him. And uh, and I guess she's one of the few people in Congress that's got a set of balls, which is just scary all the way around. Whoever wrote that, Marco, I I don't like Taylor Green. I never have. I I, I thought... I'm not going to say what I thought, but... Um, uh, cause I'll make too many people mad, but it's, it's, I just, I never thought she was very professional and I just didn't like the way she handled things, but Hey, if she gets things done, I guess, you know, it's better than some of these other, these other sweetheart babies that just can't seem to get anything done. I'm, I'm trying to turn a new leaf and be kind to your people. North <laughs> Korea, wa- North Korea watchers issue. I'm in this 2024 warning. We will kill you America. Really? Oh my God. They have, really? they've always they always do that. They used to uh my my thesis advisor, he went and actually visited North Korea as part of he was in the Clinton administration. And um they went to this visit this like children's hospital. And you know, they the uh when they went to visit one of the one of their handlers, North Korean, said when we told the children that the Americans would be coming, they wanted. They jumped up out of their beds and were ready to fight you. Like they do, they say like ridiculous <laughs> stuff. And then, and then they would also ask. Yeah. They asked def- Defense yeah, Secretary uh, William Perry, like, "Where are you from?" And he would say San Francisco. And they would say, "We will bury San Francisco in a sea of fire." And they just say <laughs> stuff like that all the time. You know, it's uh, Juche, whatever they're yeah, no, like yeah, they, they, yeah, and it's it's been around for a while. Hey, Foxy Joe, they um, no, that's that's been North Korea, and then even his father was like that. Well, I mean, if you ever get an you asshole, know, they might take it you know who's crazy is his sister. Oh, mm-hmm. she's she's nuts, and she yes. wants to take over and and start mm-hmm. a shihad on everybody, but but she was scared of Trump too. You know, it's funny. I remember he was out there making all that noise and rattling all that stuff about missiles. And Trump said, I, I will come and kill you. And that was just right after he launched those 90, what, 91, 93 missiles while Xi Jinping was having dinner with him on Syria. And uh, after that, he just disappeared. I mean, he just, he stayed gone for what, three years. His sister took over and was doing all that stuff. And the sister was talking smack at some dinner. And Trump said, you know, we do know where you are. And, and that was it for her. She wasn't talking. To him. They were scared of Trump. 
Putin was scared of Trump. Xi Jinping was scared of Trump. Trump gets back in, you'll see a lot of different change on, on the field because they're scared of Trump. And one of the things that cracked me up, Angela Merkel, who just stayed on Trump's balls the entire time he was president, Joe Biden's in a year and a half, she says, I think I may have misjudged Trump. <laughs> she, he said the world was a safer, better world and the economy were safer and better when he was president. Now, that's a big endorsement from the woman that all she did was hate on him the entire time he was in the presidency mm-hmm. um, because she is. But no, she's a liberal, Johnny. That's she's she's not a conservative. But Remember when he was speaking in front of the U.N. in like 2018, he was like. By getting rid of nuclear weapons, the Germans are becoming dangerous. And they were all snickering and laughing at him, right? And, you know, yeah. by getting rid of nuclear weapons, um, you know, you're putting your economy at risk to to leverage from the Russians and their natural gas. And they're all laughing and snickering. He was right. Yeah, because you can't get rid of nuclear power plants. See, they were screwing up all over the place. Trump, Trump predicted this four years he just knew it was going to come if you didn't do the th- right things. So one mm-hmm. thing about him is he is like somebody goes, well, he's had failed businesses. That's that's true. He's owned a hundred businesses and he's had six go bankrupt. That's outstanding that's, odds, yeah, people. That's pretty, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, yeah. I mean, you're going to have some problems, but that that's outstanding odds, people. I, I don't know. What do you mean he's a dog? Of course he's a dog. Uh, he's a powerful man, and he knows he's a powerful man, and he's a dog. Okay, ladies, close your ears for a minute. <laughs> okay, I got a lot. I, I got a lot of female friends, and most of them are not going to get upset because they said something about grabbing a coochie to another guy. I'm just going to be honest with you. <laughs> They're going to just kind of laugh about it and say, "What kind of stupid shit was that?" Um, even my Christian girlfriends would be like that. They'd be like, "What? That was just stupid." Um, a lot of people want to vote for Trump. A lot of even a lot of Democrats have Trump on the ballot this year. Trump's leading in the polls. Trump's all over the place. Uh, Trump does have a problem, though. He is starting to lose a little traction amongst his own party with Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis. And the reason why is he has not debated them yet. So when and when it comes time for the real vote uh, to see who's going to be the candidate, he's going to have to debate him at least one time. And he better have his own because they're going to go after him for all these trials and shit that they go on. So, you know, if if he wants to truly be president, because this will be a point where Nikki might have a chance to catch him uh, and overtake. Because remember, Republicans would like to be the party to put the first woman in the White House. Let's not forget that. Uh, and there are a lot of Republicans, a lot of independents, even Democrats that would say, hey, better this woman in the president than, than the crazy orange guy. Um Personally, I think we'd be better with the crazy orange guy, but still, it's 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 we're in a position where we can we can really change the country and we can really change the world, and we just got to do it. And it's not going to be with the Democrats probably for another eight or sixteen years. They're just not there anymore. They're I don't know what they've become. They've become some crazy ass progressive party that just scares the shit out of most of us. What do you mean Republicans are different right now? See, the parties flip flop all the time. So remember. Um, one party's racist and one party's not. One party's this, one party's not. And they always flip-flop back and forth because people forget that who freed the slaves was a Republican. It was Abraham Lincoln. Who started Jim Crow was the Democrats. Who started the Ku Klux Klan was the Democrats. But somehow or another, people wanted to vote for the Democrats. That's good PR, people. I mean, anyway, you look at that. But Trump 
literally stuck his foot in their ass when he said, I love this too. He goes, I'm speaking to the black people of America. Can you tell me what the Democrats have done for you in the last that 20 was years? The, that was the best sentence in the I, world. I had more of my black friends go, oh, shit, he did not. <laughs> oh, shit, he did not. Oh, shit. And when he's they were right, forced though. to sit down. Yeah, he's right. And when they were forced to sit down and look at it, they had to agree. That's why Biden didn't get near the black vote he shouldn't have. Uh, or, or Hillary didn't get any, really, compared to what she should have gotten. He did good, and he and he broke records with black and Hispanics in this last election. And the whole thing—I mean, the whole election for the Republicans was a record for as many people that had voted. I mean, he broke every record there was and still lost. Uh, that's why I think so many people had a hard time with it. I mean, most most blacks ever voted for a Republican. Most Hispanics ever voted for a Republican. Most women ever voted for a Republican. Most votes for any Republican president ever, and he still lost. And he lost by like four million votes. So, what do you do? You take it for what it is and you move on. Trump just had a hard time taking it for what it is. But trying to say treason or insurrection, that's just the Democrats. And, 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 and you know, they couldn't have believed the country was going to go for this. This is a guy who was kicking out politicians. This is a guy getting rid of the swamp. This is a guy who hates politicians. This is a guy who got on television and said, you know what? Everybody in this room has asked me for money at least once, and I've given everybody in this room at least once. I mean, come on, he—you—you you were screwed at that point, and that's—and I think that's one of the reasons Schumer hates him so much, and Adam hates him so much now, so he don't give him money anymore. <laughs> he should just shift ten million. Ten ship would probably get on his side immediately. Oh lord. Well, the other thing is that whole January sixth rhetoric is having real-world consequences right now. Do you see it what, is. like, the military recruitment article they had on military.com? No, I haven't no. seen anything lately. Almost, almost the entirety of the Army's shortfall in recruiting is white soldiers. Like, people who serve for the last 20 years and who have children now are not telling their children to serve because what they saw is um, that demographic took 85% of the casualties and then, you know, you have the Afghanistan, uh, like the, the debacle, the way it was handled politically. Oh, God, that nightmare. And then you have them, like, you know, trying to kind of um, launching, base, you know, basically making the military into a gigantic DEI institution. And as a result, people are like, you, you know, you've maligned us. You, you hate this. You, you act like you despise this demographic. So why should we fight for you? Why should we fight for the elites? So it's a real, it's a real major problem right now that uh, you, people aren't telling their kids to serve. Like traditional people that serve the southern, you know, southern white families, um, or the biggest contributor, and they're just not. And they don't want to serve. Their no. kids to do it it's uh, Sean. Yeah. You, can I ask yeah. Sean something? Yeah, go ahead. Hey, Sean. Uh, do you think that will change if Donald Trump gets in as president? No, I think I don't think this is about Democrat or Republican. I think this is about the people who are running the country, the people with all the power. And I think the those who've traditionally served are kind of seeing, starting to yes. see behind the scenes. Like these people, they don't send their kids to war. They send your kids to war. So as a result, they don't really, I mean, look at, I'll give you another example. And again, this is an attack on a Republican. You look at the the how the how the head of the House Oversight Committee, uh, Turner, right? 
This guy is in charge of the intelligence committee, never served, no children, none of his children have served. And to my knowledge, his, you know, parents hadn't served. So no one he has one of the most powerful positions. He's kind of, he's in the gang of eight and Congressman Turner, you know, has no business to be running that position, but he gets to make decisions about whether we, he sends your kids to war. It's unacceptable. It's just unacceptable. It is unacceptable. Hmm. It's 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 to the point now that every time you turn around, uh, we're we're somebody's getting screwed in a logo. You know, a friend of mine, because I do a little stuff for BLM from time to time, and, and a friend of mine works for Black uh, Entertainment Network down here. And he's a good friend of mine, and um, he he gets confused about it sometimes. He said, "I don't understand." He said, "I hear racist, racist, racist." He said, "But really, all the people I know aren't really racist in the way that they're being portrayed." I said, "Because I said the race war ended twenty years ago, my friend. You're fighting a class war." Right. I said, anybody right. fighting the race war today is already lost. I said, it's because that's not what's going on. I said, that's exactly what it is. It's a distraction. Yeah. I said, you're being distracted from the real thing, which means that this group is getting wealthier and wealthier and wealthier, and this group is going down and down and down, and the gap is getting wider and wider and wider. I said, this is what this is. I said, we're not fighting because of color anymore. We're fighting to see who's going to survive. And I said, it has to change. And I said, it just has to change. And he's like, well, different demographics do different things. I said, well, that's true, but all that's changing in our country. I said, populations aren't like they used to be. They're integrating. They're melding together. It's, it's a whole different country. I said, down here, it's much different because we have hurricanes and they've wiped out all the ghettos. So now there's actually nice apartment complexes and people are all living together. And the city's much more diverse than it used to be. Uh, and everybody's spread out more. So everybody's kind of, it, it's not like, you know, 100% this color, 100% that color, 100% this color anymore. Uh, so it's changed the way people think about each other down here. Uh, but still, man, that's the rest of the country's got a long ways to go. And I always hear liberals aren't racist, but when you see the most racist places in the United States are where? Mm -hmm. New York, Chicago. Uh, I mean, they're they're outrageously a racist. Yeah, no, the South got over – the South probably beat out the North 10 or 20 years ago um, when the black population – uh, started catching up to the white. So Georgia is like 40% black. Alabama is about the same. Mississippi's about the same. Louisiana is about the same. Uh, the cities like Louisiana and like New Orleans are 60% black. Atlanta, 60% black. Uh, so it's different. We've all had to learn to get along or kill each other. So we've, we all chose, let's party together and have a good time. And that's what goes on down here now. But that's not how it up. Because to put it in perspective, my son and his wife went up to Michigan and uh where she's from and um no james she's a woman of color well she's not black like that but she is black and she's brown uh no she's not from africa she's norwegian and brazilian i think damn she's cute and uh well, I, I look i could be wrong she's one how do i know this do i don't pay attention to that kind of crap anyway long story short they're up there and people started discriminating against them wouldn't let him eat in restaurants and shit. And, you know, it's, it's weird because when I was a kid, say 30 or 40 years ago down here, you would see that kind of shit happen. Our sheriff, mm -hmm. Harry Lee at Metairie, if you were black and you came across the state line, he'd put you in a squad car and put you back in the city and tell you if he came back again, you'd be in prison. Really? And, and he was, yeah, and he was Asian. <laughs> so it was, it was, I don't know, it was a mess. But all that's going away now. None of that's, none of that is like that anymore. It's all changed now. It's it's all different, and it's much much better than it used to be. And people can get along, and people can raise their kids together. And um, 
Well, Kelly, just to help you with this. So if I took a group, say a 55-year-old or four-year-old and threw them in a room, all mixed colors, they would play just fine. They would get along. They wouldn't have problems because racism is taught. You're not born racist. You're mm-hmm. taught to be racist. Yes, that's the truth. So, so if that, and well, that's just the way it is. Go to go to any daycare center and see the kids. Don't care what color they are. They just mm-hmm. having a ball out there. It's late yep. on when mom or dad or something like that. Another perspective. I'm in Home Depot day before yesterday picking up some roofing material. So this guy, he's from South America. Actually, he's from. Uh, North America, my friend, I think he's from Mexico. So this black guy is trying to get this black guy to come give him help that works at Home Depot. He just turns around and calls him an F and you know what. I'm thinking, oh, we're going to have a little fight going on up in here now because, you know, black guy looked over him like what, but he couldn't really do anything because he's a Home Depot employee. And uh, and then uh, the other guy, uh, he just said, well, him and his partner said, we're going to leave. He said, well, you know what I mean, man. You can't trust any of them blank, 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 black people. I was like, whoa. I have not heard racism like that since maybe since I was like 12. Uh, I really have not. I, I, w- I was just taken back by it. Even my son was. He was kind of like, what the? Um, some people are still full of hate, but they're not from the country. These are immigrants. They're legal immigrants, but they're still immigrants. And uh, they feel sometimes, they feel sometimes that they're like they're being put out or taken advantage of. It's like um, a lot of convenience stores around the South get... Um, they get brought in by Arabs and stuff like that. Or sometimes from South Americans will get uh, grants to come into the country and run these places. Well, the brother gets furious because it's in their neighborhood. Uh, and then here you got some Asian running a big old market inside the black neighborhood. And they just get off. And if you paid attention during the BLM riots, a lot of those kind of stores got burned to the ground. They weren't black stores. Mm-hmm. They were just other owned stores. Um, there was a lot of that. But I didn't hear any insurrection then, people. Mm-hmm. Uh Again, goes right back. That's why people are like, I'm not like these people hate me. So my kid ain't going in. Wow. And it's and a lot of it's just manufactured in order to I, I, I told distract son, people away from what's really going on. I told my son when he was 18, my son's 37 as I, but I told him when he was 18, I said, if you want to join, I said, you know, the Air Force or the Navy is the easiest two branches to join. Uh, I said, Air Force is by far the easiest out of all the branches, except for maybe the Coast Guard. And I said, so, I mean, if, if that's what you're after, and if you just want to serve because you feel like you need to serve, I understand that. That's why I joined. I joined for an education, and I just wanted to serve. I just wanted to be part of it, is honestly. to be. I wanted to be part of the, the military. And I had a great experience. I'm not going to lie. But um, I, today, from Joe, right with I you. Hear, right with you. Exact same thing for me. Exact same thing. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, no, these, Denise, all three of us served. Yeah. yeah. Yes, all three of us served. What do you mean we should put a military label on this shit? <laughs> you know, it made me a background. I'll put it behind this. You don't um, need to wear that little flag to show how patriotic. Yes, we, we, we people, actually, if you listen, if you actually, listen to the show, yeah, you'll know. Yeah, we actually volunteered with our fourth points of contact. That's if you're right. the airborne we school, you'll know yeah. what that means. <clears throat> it's your, um, nope. Your, I, was rear end. I was in the Navy. Yeah, your, your rear mm. end. Yeah. We, were, we, we, volunteered, we're, we're, we volunteered ourselves, our bodies. So. Yes. Oh, and by the way, that's the other thing, too. Everybody here was volunteered service. None of us were drafted. Yeah, no, we all volunteered to be part of it. It was the best four years and 30 days of my life. Look, I had a good time. I enjoyed it. I learned a lot. I I, I ended up getting, because the Navy ended up getting the badges, and I got to even shortcut getting it. 
I said, I'm happy with it. But when my son got to 18, I said, well, look, if you want to go, you can go. I said, it's not as hard as you think it is. I said, boot camp is the first two weeks of boot camp kind of sucks. But after that, it gets just progressively easier. Uh, you get to meet friends. You're having a good time. I said, you know, I said, if you get sent to like San Diego or somewhere or, or Orlando where they got girls, that <laughs> you might even have a better time. <laughs> and, uh, but anyway, yeah. I said, you know, but I said, it's up to you. I said, I'm not telling you. I said, I can tell you my experiences were good. And, and, and when he would have went in, it would have probably been decent. But I've had some friends just get out recently and they were telling me that there's been new rules and regulations that's being forced on them that's making them leave before. Some of these guys could stay another five, six, seven, eight years and retire. And they're not staying. They're leaving. And uh, I'm like, wow. But they're getting jobs and, you know, pretty decent high-paying jobs in industries and in, in outside of it. But still, it's because they don't want to be told who they have to serve with. Do you see the letter they sent to all the people who refused the vaccine and were given dishonorable discharges? No, I didn't. I, I, I heard something. I actually heard quite a lot about that stuff. And then I know there's still an ongoing lawsuit over that as well because the court recently said that you cannot force people to have vaccines. So this is going to all go backwards now because in, in the beginning, they said the courts could do it, but the Supreme Court got hold to it and said, no, you can't force people into having vaccines. Because he's, they, the Supreme Court's what stopped the vaccines on federal employees. They said, no, you can't, you can't do that. You know, you can't just tell people that they have to have the vaccine to work for you. No, no. Because shit like now, if the COVID's just like the flu now. It's just shit, another part of life. So mm -hmm. you can't go around telling people they, they have to do that. So there's going to be about a lot. Of, and then they're going after Fauci now, too. Good. Goodbye, Tom. Yeah. And uh, so. I won't say on air what they really should do to him. But like, oh, the know, guy's man. responsible for 7 million deaths. He's he's Full he's stop. such an effing pig uh, with his, oh, uh, what is it, research? What do they call it? Um Gain of function research. Gain of function. Thank you. Yo, here's mean, he, the thing. He, like, it's one thing to engage in this stuff, but if he had come clean and said, "Look, we need to prepare for bio warfare variants, and it's illegal for me to do that in the United States, and this is just something that, you know, he felt was necessary." And look, he would have gotten some sort of a punishment. But this son of this, this, this. I'm trying to find a word that I could say on air, but like this slimy sob decides that first he's going to lie and he's going to lie at every step when they find out they don't have enough pp pp and e for the medical staffs he lies and says ah you don't need it and the next thing you know like people are accosting you in the street if you're not wearing a mask because then you, oh yeah you do need it and then the other thing that he did is he just lied the entire time when he's the one that uh, the nih he approved a, to pay for a project from ecohealth that worked at the on novel coronaviruses at the Wuhan Institute of Technology. And the thing leaked. Like let's and the fact that we're still obscuring that is unconscionable. Well, right. Uh, Congress is looking towards that it probably was a leak now. But you know the problem with our Congress is is people get paid off or they get money sent by this or that or you know somebody comes up and uh, tries to give them something or bribes them or something else, blackmail them, God only knows anymore with Congress. So it slows everything down. It makes it hard to get anything pushed through. Uh, and, you know, first everybody agreed, oh, this was a leak. And then, oh, no, it's not a leak. And then it was a leak. Oh, no, it's not a leak. And then the Democrats and Republicans split on it. And then a lot of Democrats well, started moving back to if it. If you recall, a leak. the first thing that happened is if you said it was a leak, 
you were a racist. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I still haven't yeah. quite figured out how you're racist because you said something leaked. But, um, And then we find out about the gain-of-function research, which pretty much proved that it was a leak. And then we start hearing other stuff. So I call. I had we had we had five people on the ground of Wuhan when this all was going on, from the start to the peak. We had, and it was crazy there. So we had people when the hotel collapsed; they were actually there when it happened. Um, so we got all kind of great video. I shouldn't say great video, but all kind of video of that. We got video of there and other cities in China where they had these basically fog machines. And they were all, there was nobody on the streets, and they were just going through fog and everything. We've got them where they where they've got forty incinerators out there, and they've got body bags that are actually still moving. Uh, well, what I say, what do you think really died in China? Is that they were important, like eight thousand? What whatever died in our country, at least tenfold more, maybe twenty-four more. There is no way that we lost. What well, last time I checked, we had lost almost twice, or maybe three times what they did. There's no way, people. So from from the people we had in Wuhan. They said probably one third of the population of Wuhan died. So, and these are people, two of these people worked in the government there, and actually they're still there. Well, I can't, I can't even mention their names, but uh, all five of them are still there. They're from Wuhan. They lived there. They showed us pictures like when they were putting the metal straps in the doors and putting the metal straps in the windows and putting these little holes in so they could slide food in and stuff. Uh, they were locking everybody down on their own. Uh, but he said from when they all got settled down, everything was said, the dust was down. He said they figured it was probably roughly about 35% of the population of Wuhan died. So so if you times that times China, which was probably much lower, it's probably about 10%, but still. And wait, and let's not forget, India just past China is the most populated country in the world by only a few hundred, a few million. Probably the loss of COVID changed it. And of course, uh, so... Because India, it was another country that didn't seem to be reporting a bunch of COVID deaths. I'm like, but you know what? Oh, I'm not going to say that on air because I'll get in trouble. But um, there's probably reasons why India had less problems with COVID than China. Well, think about this, people. The South Americans didn't get it as bad as some other places do. But the South Americans are still living a much rougher lifestyle than, than we are. Uh, Americans are spoiled rotten. They're still having to get water out of wells. A lot of them are... Or outside all the time, they're still eating foods that are, are that are being brought in. It's a different type of diet. It's a different type of lifestyle than what we have. Um, Americans, we are all ganged up together, walking in places, listening to like people like good little cattle. Oh, stand here and let the Wuhan stuff fall on your head. Oh, I meant the, <laughs> the COVID fall on your head. <laughs> well, I never understood that. Oh, let's get six feet apart. Wait, people forget when you're breathing – you're breathing hot air. Hot air rises about two, two and a half feet above your head. So if you're, and the whole time you're standing there, you're generating this above your head. So when the next person comes, that air cools and just settles down on them. I never understood. And I know the CDC knew this because we put a video up on YouTube that got taken down and destroyed like three times. Uh, we, we put it to the test. We put a, did it in a smoke room, but what do you, you know, YouTube was like, no, no. So the first one we did it where just breathing an M95 mask with, with, with you know, mm -hmm. no, no, no beard, no all clean skin. You can see all the orange marks from the smoke around the, the side of the mask and along the edges of the nose, which means they were getting it in their nose. Of course, now, if you had a mask on, I mean, a beard, that shit was everywhere. I mean, it was all over your face. It was everywhere. But the M95 was not keeping it from getting in even a clean, smooth, shaven person's face. And it was still getting in there. 
Uh, and then we showed with the blue smoke. So you, you know, you'd blow it out and it would go up in the air. And then when the next person would come, it would just settle down on their head. And then they'd start breathing. It would start mixing in. So then you had two people's breath mixing in when the third person came in. Uh, and I know CDC knew all of this. I knew because I worked for OSHA. Uh, I was an OSHA rep when I was young uh, for checking out restaurants and stuff. I mean, this is way back, right when I got out of the Navy, actually. And uh, that's why I got the job. I said, oh, well, you just got out of the Navy. You're used to being on people's ass about shit. Okay, we'll give you a job. <laughs> it's like, okay. Um, no, I learned a lot. And then, you know, when I opened my own business in construction, I had to deal with OSHA a lot, you know, certain types of paint we're using or for taking out lead homes or homes that are lead based, you know, we have to wear respirators and we have to. So, so people to help y'all with this, I don't have one here. I'm going to have to get one of my respirators and bring it up here one day. And I'll show you what it takes to keep COVID out of your face, out of your sinuses, uh, actually for real. The respirator that we wear is about side to side, about this big. It's got two big breathing apparatus and a big hole right here, which has filters that wrap around through these and come back out. Um, and actually, it's hard to breathe in. Uh, and that will keep COVID out. It's got enough filters in it, and it drops to the microns are smaller than COVID. So um, it'll keep it out. But using an M95, that was just bullshit. That's like that little kid says, and I think, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. That's what that was, man. <laughs> It was just what's outright. that noise? What's Cold that noise? Gorgeous. What am what's I hearing things? Yeah, I didn't hear it. I didn't hear it. That's that's probably my my dog. He's, he's gone he's, now. He's 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 loving somebody. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, not. I was just wondering what the because sometimes we get like paranormal activity on this program. So yeah, you get just, paranormal activity all over the damn place. What is that, Jimmy? Uh, let me see. Let me see. I know y'all just sent me some more. Hold on. Hold on. Where did you send them to? Uh, wait, let's, oh, wait. Oh, Sorry, wait. You know what? We, we need, we need, we need to take a little break anyway. So let's toss this up real quick since it popped up in my ear since it anyway. So here we go. Uh, we'll be back in about three minutes. Anybody needs a smoke? Sn no, that's grass, gas, or ass. Nobody rides for free. That's what you're talking about. Yes. That's a 70s thing. Yeah, it used to be on the, you know, the big trucking guy. It said grass, gas, or ass. Nobody rides for free. I still believe in that motto even today. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let me share this. And we'll be right back in about two minutes, everyone. So just hang out, stay tuned, go get a Coke, uh, and just chill out. Well, I'll say I'll be back in two minutes. Have a Coke and a smile. <laughs> I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I'm many things, and many people. Bitch, don't mess with I me. I am the nation. <laughs> I'm 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I'm Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard around the world. Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry. I'm John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boy, Davy Crockett. I'm Lee Grant, Abe Lincoln. I remember the Alamo, the Maine, and Pearl Harbor. When freedom called, I answered and stayed until it was over over there. I left my heroic dead in Flanders Fields and on the rock of Corregidor, on the bleak slopes of Korea, and in the steaming jungles of Vietnam, 
I am the Brooklyn Bridge, the wheatlands of Kansas and the granite hills of Vermont. I am the coal fields of the Virginias and Pennsylvania, the fertile lands of the West, the Golden Gate and Grand Canyon. I am Independence Hall, the Monitor. I am the Merriman. I'm big. I sprawl from the Atlantic to the Pacific. My arms reach out to embrace Hawaii and Alaska. Three million square miles. I'm more than three million farms. I'm forest, field, mountain, and desert. I'm quiet villages, and I'm cities that never sleep. You can look at me and see Ben Franklin walking down the streets of Philadelphia with his bread loaf under his arm. You can see Betsy Ross with her needle. You can see the lights of Christmas and hear the strains of All Lang Syne as the calendar turns again. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Uh, no, Jackie Lee, that is actually Johnny Cash did that. There's actually a whole song if you <clears throat> if you want to cut it. We use it sometimes. We use it as an intro. Um, yes, no, we use it as an intro sometime. And along those lines, wait, wait how we lost Sean down as heading back into the stage. Um, no, it's 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 a cool little thing, and I mean it gives you an idea how we feel and. Oh, no, we got yep. another song that's going to cue. Well, we play a lot of patriotic music on the show. Sometimes we get into some heavy rock, which we missed out on the first show because we were supposed to be listening to Sandman. And if you have a selection of a, uh, of a good a good rock song um, that you'd like to hear us play at one of the openings, because we can play anything we want because we, we play ASCAP, but um, send it on over. I mean, if you, what do you mean? Stay, no, stay away to heaven's too long. It's like seven, eight minutes, man. It's just too long for an intro song. Even even um, Sandman's kind of long. A lot of times I'll cut it short a minute or two. I think three or four minutes. You know, uh, somebody sent me the other day and asked me to play it. Was um, it was by Foreigner, um, Standing in the Rain. Um, oh, I can't, can't remember the damn name of the song. Jukebox Hero. They said that's what they wanted me to play. Oh, it's a short song. I mean, it's I, it's not. That's not one of my favorites, but you know what? Well, I don't hate him for play Renegade. Renegade's good too. It's um play Renegade. There's, there's a lot of stuff. No, oh, people, y'all can send us in stuff. Well, I'm wearing black tonight because uh, uh who won the contest? Gene. Yeah, so for I don't know, this has been going on for four or five years now. Um I post it once a week, I'll post a thing either on Facebook or on the website. And I'll give them like six colors of the shirts to choose from and seven or eight colors of ties. And whoever wins the bid gets to decide what I'm going to wear. Oh, my God. It's all for charity. It goes to St. Jude. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't start this. Somebody else did this. And uh, most in any one night, uh, $7,500. Wow. Yeah, I had just got a bunch of new shirts. And they got a freaking bidding war over it. The red one won, yes. Everybody wanted to see what I looked like in the red one. I still remember that the, I got a pretty plaque somewhere. It's in the office somewhere from St. Jude for donating the money to him from the station. I like to help out. If, if Look, if I was a multi, if I was like Elon Musk rich, I'd be giving money to everybody. That's why he would be rich and I'd be poor again. <laughs> That's what that would be about. Um, hmm. Because, I mean, you can't, you know, you can't take it with you. I mean, you can, you can make sure your family's secure. Yeah. And the rest of it, you know, help other people. You come in poor and you leave poor. That's how you look at it. Oh, you think you should bury it in a grave and hope that it comes to you on the other side? <laughs> well, you can try. It's what the, it's what the Egyptians understand. did, man. 
I'm not hating. I, look, you know, it, it may work. I don't know. I, if there is an afterlife, I sure the hell don't remember it. Um, no, Jeannie, that's not true. Uh, the Egyptians were brilliant for their time. The Dogon were brilliant for their time. The Toltecs, the Aztecs, the Mayans, the Incans were all brilliant for their time. Uh, the Indians were brilliant for their time. Well, see, when you look around the world and you look around and see how many great empires were, India had a great, huge empire. They ruled the world. The Greeks ruled the world. The Romans ruled the world. Nobody rules the world today. Technically, you could say the Americans rule the world, but we really don't. So you can't, we kind of sort of rule part of the world, but uh, we don't really rule the world. So it's a little different now, but we do have the largest influence in the world, if that's what you say. Yes, we do. And, uh, and the problem is, is we have Cracker Joe up there, don't have no idea what to do with it. Iran, we should have already put our foot so far up Iran's ass, it ain't even funny. I'm not saying we got to blow them up. I just say we just go park off their coast and say, look, if you don't stop all this with all these rebels, we're just going to start leveling different parts of your country where we think this shit's at. Uh, we're just going to sit here and just start. And if you want to come fight us back, fine. We'll just do like we did Iraq. So just bring yourself on. Well, Iran already knows. I mean, Iran couldn't beat Iraq and we stomped Iraq out of existence in less than six months. Do you really think Iran wants to start a fight with us? No, they don't. And do you really think China's going to come take up for Iran? No, they're not. Uh, Russia might too and spew and spit and poo. Russia's already got its hands full with the Ukraine. It doesn't want to start moving troops to get into a war with somebody like us because we have way more assets. That's a good point, Dean. Sean, both of Sean's and I were talking about this last week about our supplies are probably a third of what they should be. We've been giving shit away left and right or, or selling shit left and right. Um, our military is depleted in a lot of areas that needs to be brought back up. And it's not like we can just produce this shit overnight. We can produce it fast, but not overnight. So we have to start to make sure that in a year from now, everything we need is there. Here's, here's yeah. an interesting data point. So we can produce 15 to 20 armored vehicles a month. Okay. So what's that? Maximum 240 tanks a year if we wanted to focus exclusively on the M1. Last year, the Russians apparently uh, either refurbished or produced uh, 2,100 tanks. So they have almost 10x the productive capacity we do. We have like one plant in Lima, Pennsylvania that does this stuff. Like why? And I think if we actually were to ramp that up, they could produce 33 tanks. A month, yes. right? So, so you're talking still less than 400, right? So, and and what that means is just like we did at World, World War II, we got to go to places like GM and Ford and retool their plants so that we can do this. But the difference now is, is these plants are a lot more specialized than they used to be. So it's going to be harder to retool them. People oh well, that's going to make it easier. No, it's not. It's going to make it harder. And they have a lot more parts, like specialized parts. Like you yeah, need rare do. earth metals and all the electronics you know, it's it's not as it's a much more sophisticated problem that you to, have to deal to with. To you, Sean, what I want to ask: if the Russians are making more than refurbishing and and making them, our quality is better than their quality, correct? Sure, but you know, if you're outnumbered ten to one by tanks, well, I, well we're know, smart. <laughs> they're they're smart. We're smart. Yeah. They're not. 
So two M1s could probably wipe out 10 to 12 of those uh, Russian uh, tanks, I believe. Yeah, well, I'm, being on, I'm being serious about this. Well, no. So what really goes on here is 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 our, our tanks are better than Russians, and our tanks don't go – ours don't play pop the head when you hit them in certain places. And I mm-hmm. have no doubt that an M1 tank could take out several Russians, but what we're not thinking about is those tanks will be followed by what? A-10 Warthogs. So it's not going to be just the tanks. It's going to be some A-10s going, are you messing with my buddies? Are you messing with my buddies in the tank? Are you really messing with my buddies in the tank? Watch what's going to happen to your ass. Yeah, uh, the problem though is what the Russians actually are good at is air defense systems. They, they have some of the best air defense well, systems in the they world. they did. But thanks to the Ukraine, we just found out that not so much anymore. So the Ukraine has mm-hmm. taken out 11 of their air defense systems in the last two weeks, the last three weeks, I'm sorry. They have opened up a hole between Kiev and Moscow where the Russians have can't see anything. Uh, and now they have petitioned, the, I think it was the Germans, for the X-10 long-range missile that can reach Moscow. So Ukraine is asking just to get its ass killed is what they're doing. If they yeah, start I mean, dropping they're big They're asking bombs, to start World War III is what yeah. they're, I mean. Well, no, they ain't even going to start World War III because what's going to happen is if you start, if, if, if you just start killing shit of Putin's in, in Moscow, one afternoon Kiev is just going to disappear. And we're not going to be able to say anything because he attacked inside the Russian territory. Right mm-hmm. now it's just Ukraine defending itself and we're fine with that. But if we start making it to where they can attack, no, no, that's not going to work. First, it's going to piss the Russians off. It's going to piss us off. It's, 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 it's a lose-lose. But Lezinski thinks he can do it. And mm-hmm. Poland's talking shit like we should we should invade Moscow. So we've got people in Moscow saying we should sink British submarines, I mean British ships. we got people in Poland saying we – this is just – this is the rhetoric is too much. The rhetoric is just, the rhetoric is, rhetoric is just too much. We just – we need to we need to take a breath before somebody kills somebody, uh, and I'm worried about it because it's a good chance that somebody will kill somebody. It's Putin's. I don't know if Putin even cares anymore. He's probably only got a year left in his life anyway. Uh, I don't even know why he's running for president again. Uh, Look, well, because it's just it's that year he has to go through the motions, right? And by the way, Ukraine has an election the same day. I think oh, it's March shit. 17th. Oh, really? So, St. Patrick's yeah. Day. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of an that odd day for them to, you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe Joe yeah. Biden will have a look at the Irish that day. Mm, Jesus, uh, <laughs> no, 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 man! What are you doing to me? Don't do that. Um, ruin my day. Don't ruin really? our day, Sean. Do not ruin our day. Oh, well, let me really ruin your day. Guess what election is tomorrow? What's that? Taiwan. Oh, Taiwan's in there. Actually, it's probably now because they're yeah, they're a day ahead of us. Yeah, probably happening as we speak. Yeah, so so all three of the people who were running are all pro-American and anti-Chinese. Man, that's that hasn't happened in a long, long time. But some are more anti-Chinese than others. Yes, but no, these all three of them though are anti. So it was funny when I was watching this uh, thing out of Taiwan because. America tried to do the special, but I don't know. Americans are scared to ask hard questions these days. But anyway, the Taiwanian reporter, she was a bitch. <laughs> she was like, so what do you think? She asked the first guy. She said, you know, are you really anti-Chinese? Well, I'm not anti-Chinese. He said, but Chinese has no business being it. And Chinese people talk real fast. Our Taiwanian people talk real fast. And he's like, like, they really have no business being in our in our government at all. 
They have no business influence, and, and we should immediately take action against any kind of influence Chinese tries to put inside of our government. And we should keep buying more and more and more of American weapons. Well, this was kind of parroted by the other two. Uh, they have become more pro-American. And I, every now and then I see this happen when one of our presidents say, yes, we will defend you from China. I think it's like a repay so that we are there for them. Taiwan people, I love y'all. I think y'all are great. I'm, I want to I tell you the truth, okay? We are defending y'all, and we will defend y'all with our people in our lives, but it's not so much to save you. It's, it's called a microchip. Mm-hmm. And we can't let the Chinese have the microchip. So we're going to come defend you to make sure the Chinese do not get our microchips. And we thank you for keeping them secret so far. And we appreciate that you keep doing so. And we will come keep China from owning Taiwan. Um, but but that's the real reason why, just in case y'all didn't do that. Y'all are great people. I think Taiwanians are fabulous people. But uh, our politicians are just stupid. That's all I can say. Well, what does Japan protect Taiwan too? Yeah, I think yeah, I think they would, absolutely, because they're allied with us and yeah, we've been we've been the infrastructure yeah. ever since we relieved them, we released them for their terms at the Versailles Treaty. Uh, we've been rearming their asses because Germany yeah, they doubled I mean, they doubled their defense expenditure as a percentage of yeah. GDP. I think it was like one percent. They were yeah. well for a long time. All they could have was a defense force like Germany. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't let them have a military. We're like don't let have you because they're not getting another military. We've seen what your little ass island did with the last military you had. <laughs> we don't want you to have another one. Um, yeah, they're cutting people's heads off in Nanking, right? Yeah, I know. But now, you know, now we're all in the same bed and Godzilla works for us now. Uh, so next time y'all see a movie, <laughs> Godzilla will be stumping Moscow. <laughs> I mean, you really want to you really want to scare the Chinese. You just say, like, we're not gonna we're just gonna send the Japanese. They will, freak, they will freak the hell out. They are terrified of the Japanese. Because right, Japanese have conquered them twice. The last time they conquered yeah. them by giving them rice. That was crazy. You know, I was reading that. God, I was, geez, I was like 25. That's a long time ago. And uh, so I'm going through this history thing. with was some work we were doing on another project. And I'm reading it, how many Chinese actually gave their guns up for just one bowl of rice and were executed like two days later. Just... Just read. I mean, just read about the Sino-Japanese War in 1895. Like this is, um, there are accounts of Western journalists, and there were some atrocities committed against the Jap, like Japanese soldiers, specifically Japanese soldiers, right? Where they, you know, were beheaded or something like that. So the Japanese just went in and they beheaded everyone, men, wow. women, children, and then they made like. They don't mess around. They're not nice like we are. No, they're not. When they, when they go in, they are samurai. Like they just, they do, they will just kill everyone. Now, I mean, they're probably nicer and gentler today, but back then they did not mess around, man. They did not mess around. Hmm. It's, it's, they're not there. I mean, they were ruthless. Uh, all over doing the, they killed all kinds of people all over the place during World War II, uh, World War One. I. I mean, they were just ruthless. And, uh, and what do you mean, Fred? You, 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 oh, let me tell you what happened to it. Yeah. Same thing that happened to everybody in our country. They became Westernized. Yes. Because Westerners want to have good lives and be left alone. We don't want to kill people anymore. Well, let me rephrase that. 
our government still wants to kill people, but the rest of us don't want to kill people anymore. We don't want wars. We want to use our Sonys. We want to have our iPhones or our cell phones. We want to be able to get on and do stuff like Sean and I are doing tonight. We really want to enjoy our lives. And we're not the only ones. Japan wants to enjoy this too. Europeans want to enjoy this too. Shit. The damn South Americans down there living in the jungle want to enjoy this too with their little cell phone tower out there. I mean, really and truly, it's not the world it was when most of the people who are in power today first became in power. They need to go. Putin, Biden, so many of these leaders. Oh, you mean Mr. Pink Shorts, Trudeau? He should have already been gone. He's a communist. He, his daddy was a communist. No, because his daddy wasn't the guy in there. His daddy was Fidel Castro. Oh, they've pretty much proven it now. Well, so first it started out as a rumor because the, if you look at Trudeau as a kid and Castro as a kid, they look just alike. And as young men, they look really alike. So when she got pregnant was a certain time, come to find out her husband for four that weeks was in Canada while she was in Cuba. Well, weren't they swingers too? Like Yeah, they were swingers. Well, yeah, yeah, he had a girlfriend. No, so why why her husband was in Canada? He was with his girlfriend. So yeah, it's it's pretty much a good yeah. So he's kissed yeah, communism in his blood. Yeah. Why why do you think he wants to make Canada communist? It's in his blood. He can't help himself. Viva la Canada! <laughs> you idiots. No. Uh, I, I don't know. Look, I, I've seen him a hundred times. It's very weird. Uh, sometimes when I see pictures of the two of them together. The Canadians already believe it. They they have no problem thinking he's he's is. He's not the best leader in the world. I never hear anything about the Australian leaders lately. Um, Singapore and places like that's been kind of quiet. Even Mexico's been kind of quiet. Brazil's been kind of quiet. Oh, I agree. I agree that the most beautiful women in the world come from Brazil. That's why they've won so many Miss Universe contests. I know they've won like twice as many as anybody else. Maybe three times as many. You know, American women, I love y'all, so I don't take that the wrong way, but they're just pff, some some kind of just natural. It must be something in the jungle down there. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Uh, who knows? I don't, um, you mean bet on what? On NASA? What are, you, what are you talking about? Wait, okay, so you say you're going to bet us that that NASA is going to get to the moon before Elon Musk does. Okay. Elon Musk is who's helping NASA get to the moon. Yes. Well, NASA's already been there. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah that's true, already... too. But, yeah. <laughs> right. So, you like, should say yeah. going back to the moon. Yes. Yeah. 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 It would be better to say you're going back to the moon. Well, I've met a few astronauts in my lifetime. I've interviewed quite a few online, and I've met a lot of the, um, the uh, um, shit the shuttle astronauts, but I've met astronauts from Gemini, Mercury, and Apollo. And the last time I had lunch, I was at the Washington Press Club with um, Edgar Mitchell and Buzz Aldrin. Yes, it was a great lunch, a little hero worshiping going on. I, I talked to them about, have y'all seen any weird shit in the sky? And they said, all the time. Uh, I've never talked to any astronauts that haven't. I got to be honest with y'all. I was in the Navy for a while, and every pilot I talked to said they saw some kind of weird shit in the sky. And I started interviewing commercial pilots when I when I opened up the International Community of Alien Research, and all of them told me the same thing. They always see weird shit in the sky. It's just the Navy, you have to report it. So the Navy passed a thing when I was in the service. If you see it, you report it. You never speak about it again unless asked about it by 
you know, somewhat of consequence. Uh, and that's just how it was. But pilots and, you know, people who work with each other, they get in the, in the line shack and get the bullshit in each other. And next thing you know, this kind of stuff comes out and they'll start talking about all the weird shit they've seen or how things would just come si- sit on the side of the F-18 Hornet and just like, hey, what are you doing? And it'd sit on the other side of the F side of the 18 Hornet, sit on top of it. It's like sometimes you'd get over the top of the cockpit and just glow and pulse and glow. And he'd hit the afterburners and it wouldn't even, it wouldn't even break a sweat. It would just stay right with the jet as it was going on. And so then it would just take off and come back. He said it was kind of like the description of the Foo Fighters. And uh, we had lots of reports like that. They, they really wanted to, um, I think, I think in some ways they just like to screw with the pilots. It's like, you know what it's like, guys and girls? You remember the F-22 pilots that pulled up under the, the Iranian jets? <laughs> they didn't know they were there the whole time, and then they told them to go home? It's the same thing, see? It's just a better technology, that's all. I haven't seen anything as good as the Foo Fighters yet. Our, our drones can kind of simulate Foo Fighters, but not the speeds. The movements are flipping over now. Our drones can simulate that, but they can't simulate the speeds. They could sit like on wingtips of jets and stuff. The little drones, the big drones couldn't do that now. The kind that actually had the fuel to do what we're talking about probably couldn't do it. We have drones of every shape and size imaginable. This big to as big as a damn F-35. They got the new ones that are going to run uh, wingmen for the F-35s. So these are going to be AI wingmen. Well. See, that makes me a little bit nervous. What happens if the guy, the Chinese guy, hacks it? Because Chinese guy's pretty good at hacking. So <laughs> I'm thinking, whoa, wait a minute. Now I just gave him two F-35s to chase me down with. You'll have to have built-in self-destruct, I guess. No, you, I'm laughing, Mark, but it's true. I mean, we don't know, man. These things, because if, if the guy and the F-35 can control them, that means there has to be Wi-Fi. So the only way these things can be truly safe is to be true AI and no portals. Only plug-in portals. Yeah, because if there's Wi-Fi, they can be hacked. I'm not putting anything against Chinese hackers. I've seen Chinese hackers hack some serious shit. I'm not hating on American hackers. I'm just saying Chinese hackers are good. And when it comes to warfare technology, I would want to know it's unhackable. Well, think about drone swarms. So let's say they got that new technology where you can control thousands of drones at one time. You know, like you, y'all, y'all have seen all the all the little things in the sky. They make dragons and Santa Clauses and Coca Cola trucks and all kind of shit. Uh, well, you can do that in warfare drones too. So, can you imagine you're out there in the field? You got ten tanks out in the uh, out in the field, and all of a sudden you look up and there's four thousand drones headed for your ass. Yeah, you're dead. Don't matter how good a tank commander you are, you're dead. You can't fight that. There's no way to defend yourself against that. Maybe if you got phalanxes on your tanks. And even then, I think you're going to have a hard time. Yeah, 50 cal is the best you're going to do. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, it's, you know. Oh, you mean what you want to be the guy on top of the tank? No, man. <laughs> I mean, what, that's all you can do, right? That's that's it's just muscle memory. That's the first thing you're going to do. Oh, you can destroy oh, some God. of them. You ain't going to kill them all. But Yeah, it's, it's a shame. Well, no, that's different, Kirby. Now, if the, if the A-10s are there and the tanks, they got a chance. <laughs> Uh, well, no, the U.S. is coming up with all kinds of ways to destroy drones. If y'all been paying attention, um, the ships we have in the Middle East right now have been shooting drones. I think I, I think there are over 4,000 they've shot down now. Uh, so far, they're not letting anything get through uh, well, because they have phalanx on their ships. The phalanx shoots an ungodly amount of bullets. 
it, it'll even shoot a hypersonic missile that it's got ungodly when i say ungodly amount of bullets it, it's just like it sounds like a laser it's just it's just like a bullets man so anything flying towards it's getting hit well they got different calibers uh for different things and now we, we're using sweep lasers on two ships that i heard of a sweep laser is what they call it. It might be called the fan laser. So instead of a single beam going out there, it actually, as it goes out and it gets into the target area, it opens up as a fan and it, it just oh, goes wow. through. And I don't think, I don't think it's physically burning them out. I think it's like EMP in them out. Actually. I think it's burning out of its electronics is what I think's going on there. There's lots of ways to take down electronic drones and little drones aren't going to be shielded because they won't be able to fly. Hmm. The technology today, look, when I was a kid, I always knew we were going to get, you know, we were going to have uh, transformer technology. We're well on our way to that now. Drones are great. And drones can do a lot of things. And we got all kind of, we've been using drones to keep an eye on everybody on the planet now for 20 years. Why do you think our drones are so much better than everybody else's? Why do you think Iran was so happy when they finally got hold of one of ours? They were like, oh my God, we're going to step up 20 years just in, in design. And next thing you know, they're selling drones to Russia, right? I know. And they are too. And sometimes I wonder, you know, if one of these politicians just didn't order that shit. Oh, well, you know, um, I owe this Chinese guy for this, that, other thing. Why don't we have a drone go down here? And because, you know, we really hadn't been losing any of drones and it was kind of funny that we did. Well, okay, Jackie, the, the electronics, as long as everything worked right, burnt out automatically. So they have on, on spy planes and spy ships, they have what they call pull electronics. You pull a cord and it burns out all the electronics. On the drones, it's a little bit different. When the power is cut, the, um, they have little things underneath that just pop and, and melt the electronics out. I don't know what it is. I, I, it, it could be something like what you see in those old flares or something like a magnesium. I don't think that's what it is. I think it's something else. It's pretty effective, apparently, because they're not getting any of the real electronics. But I don't think Iran was after the electronics. I think Iran was after the design and engine of the plane. I don't think they really cared about the electronics. They put their own electronics in there, or till too like the Chinese did, and buy ours and put it in there. <laughs> Do y'all realize that they can buy, go buy a drone from Kmart, which has probably got better technology inside of it than they're making, and stick it in there and, and make it into a weapon? And here we are, we're selling them all over the place. Oh, well, one of the ones we use for work. So this one originally cost about seven Gs. Uh, it can stay in the air for several hours. Um, it can take all kinds of pictures. It's, it's, it's about, I don't know, two by two, maybe two and a half by two and a half, maybe two foot tall. Uh, it, can, it can be used, you can carry stuff. It does, does, all, does all kind of great stuff. Um, and really, if you wanted to, you could attach weapons to it. You could attach bombs to it. You could put machine guns on it. You could really do anything you wanted with it. And I'd make a great weapon. And just think if you had 100,000 of them or 500. Really, when we get into a war with China, it's going to be which one of us can produce the most drones. Uh, but one saving grace America has over China, even though China has a big surplus of minerals right now, they're having to sell off. America as a country has a great source of minerals and we have all of South America to choose from because China can't really use South America. We'll just sink their ships if they come over here. <laughs> so it's not going to be a matter of that. So, uh, and Europe's not going to give them anything. So they're, they're in Africa. It's, that's another thing trying to get the African back to China. They'll get, they'll lose too many ships. 
because uh, China is trying to move minerals around and fight a war. It's going to be hard because you're going to have to assign cruisers and battleships to your, your supply ships and still be able to, to repel American attacks against your main battleships and, 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 and aircraft carriers. So, and if America just decides to send out an aircraft carrier in 12 different directions, China is screwed. They'll be like, wait, what? Especially if the allies get in, then there'll be 24 different aircraft carriers. On. What are you going to do? Pick one and sink it? Because you, you ain't going to sink the other 23. I don't know. It's, it's crazy. Actually, Jack, a hypersonic missile could have took out an aircraft carrier, at least partly taken out an aircraft carrier, but now with the new systems, they're not going to be able to take them out. No, that's well, that's the you... problem. Like, Even if, if they take out one carrier, though, that's a $20 billion bill that's a big for the hit, U.S. Yeah. And then like 10 years of rebuilding another one so they're tough to replace so while you know while they might not win that would be catastrophic that would be US. outrageous yeah it'd be uh, especially if it's one of the newer ones yeah uh remy we retired the enterprise i think she's already being scrapped and uh the nimitz is on its way to retire yes i was stationed on the nimitz yes Dude, those were the those were the care. I was on the USS Independence, and they were like our sister carriers. Yeah, man. And, and seriously, it I is remember sad. them days, man. Yeah, man. Jackie, it is sad because they were like the flagships of the fleets, but it's progress, guys. Well, so we used to keep them. We still do a lot of stuff. We still make stuff in the museums so we can reuse them. Like the USS Alabama is down here, fully operational as a museum. But all her guns are in operation, all her engines are in operation. She could be put to sea and armed in less than 24 hours. And there's two or 300 of them around the United States. Well, no. Have you seen a real battleship, Jimmy? They're fucking huge. Them guns can reach an easy 20 miles, man. <laughs> They'll rain hell. I don't know. They don't care who you are. They'll rain hell on you indiscriminately. Oh, no. They're not going to... Um, the difference is, though, they're double armored, whereas the ships today are not. The ships today use a different type of metal. Those ships are double armored, and we're talking 12, 14 inches thick. So you're not going to just punch a hole inside of one that easy. Plus, they got a wooden deck on them. It's um, the oldest aircraft carrier I think we had was the Enterprise, and I think that's why she's retired. And then following wow. the Nimitz. Uh, well, you know. It's got, we got the Gerald Ford and all them fancy dancy aircraft carriers now, and which I'd love to try out the new catapults. I'd love to see how that worked. Uh, th those are kinetic; they're not uh, steam driven. They're kinetic driven. Um, it's a different type of catapult than what was on the other ships. This is a new kind of crack carrier. It's got more guns on it. It's got lasers on it that nobody wants to talk about. It's got all kind of other little extras nobody wants to talk about. It's well defended. Plus, we came to find out that it's got blast ports all the way around underneath the ship, so anything trying to close from underneath can be blown out of the way. I just really? found out. Yeah, I just found out about this two weeks ago. This was classified. I don't know how this got out. Um, they're they're uh, 66 inches around, and they can produce something like 100,000 tons of blast. They're hooked directly to the nuclear engines. Oh, wow. It looked like it honestly looked like they were trying to find a way to lift this carrier out of the water. That's what it looked like they were trying to do. Um, but I don't think, I don't think they can make the ship stable enough with enough force to lift it. <laughs> I don't know, but it looked like, cause that's what they look like. They look like some kind of engines, but they showed them in action. They were badass. They're under Gerald Ford. And you can see him when the picture gets up close. Uh, 
let's see who is that yes i see that hold on let me grab it don't don't be cussing me i'll get to it i damn people uh well, no, there's a lot of links. Oh, hold on. Let me get to this one. What is this one? Uh, oh, did you mean this one? Life on, on Mars? I mean, life on Mercury? I'm not so much worried about life. Even if there is, I mean, you know, so. <laughs> I know that's wrong, but uh, do y'all care if there's life on Mercury? No. I'm thinking, okay, what is this? Hold on. America's M2 in the Ukraine. Hands out, what is this? Decimating, oh, the M2 is decimating Russia troops. The M2S, and this, the M2S is decimating Russia troops. Well, the M2S isn't even a tank, isn't it? Isn't it a, um, it's a Bradley, right? right? Yeah, it, it's the ones with the machine guns on them, right? Not the, the yeah, 30 millimeter Bushmaster chain gun, yeah, yeah. And uh, it looks like hell, I'll tell you that. It's like it's been through hell. We must have found some old raggedy ass ones that shipped them. Out. <laughs> this thing looks like it's been through hell, man. And it's smoking black smoke all over the place. Oh, wait. Now we got, well, we gave him some with some big guns on it, too. Shit. Oh, I was wrong. It's a 25 millimeter chain gun, not 30 millimeter. Uh, it's, uh, these are, so we sent them some, some ones with the guns and with the big cannon guns and some with the big. Damn, Russia, Russia, they're saying Russia's tanks can't even fight them. Uh, so Russia, I see, I see Russia's been trying to cheat and put them kinetic packs around the tops of their tanks, I guess, because uh, the Ukraine's been blowing so many tops off of them, but they're not working. Mm -hmm. They're not, they, for kinetic to work, it has to be, the backside has to be shielded in such a force and such a type of steel that when a kinetic goes off, it can't penetrate the, the inner hull because if it does it's it's actually doing no more harm than a fucking bullet is excuse my language people than the charges uh stop the rush well, I mean, that, that, that's why the tops blow off because of the overpressure what happens is the th the round hits at such a velocity that it goes through the turret and it sucks you know whatever's inside that turret outside of the the hull with you know because of the overpressure and produces something called spall. And that's that's why the you know these things there's so much pressure that's built up that these things pop off or the turrets. Now pop do off. you have to have a direct hit on that tank for it to blow the top off? On the you have to have a direct hit on the uh the turret, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, because you right. could also hit the hull and it's not necessarily gonna blow the turret. Yeah, that's what it says it is, the M2 Bradley. It's, yeah, uh, so it's not even a tank. It's like an armored, it's an infantry fighting vehicle. Yeah. It's just a tracked vehicle, really. Man, they are effing these Russian tanks up something fierce, man. So when, when I look at these Russian tanks, these look like tanks that are more designed for a, a, a war that's being fought over a distance. Um, yeah. These tanks yeah. are not for up close and personal what's going on to them right no, now. No, that's why they got that's why the Russians got toasted up in the north where there's a lot, a lot of forests and stuff like that where we had javelins. Not we, but the yeah. Ukrainians had javelins. Because um, when I was in the military, I actually fought as the Russians against the U.S. I think it was the 101st Airborne or the 82nd Airborne was testing javelins for the first time. So I was out in the desert, in the Mojave Desert. So the way that I fought them 
is I would just draw four kilometer radius or four kilometer diameter circles around all the major terrain features. And then I would just drive outside the circles and they couldn't touch me. But the problem oh, wow. is, the problem is, is with the, um, you know, in a dense forest, cause I was out in the open desert in a dense forest, you can't do that. So that's nice. why they got shellacked. Now in the South where like Mariupol is and kind of stretching North, that's like, you can see for miles, it's just flat. It's like perfect tank tank ground so if you don't have armored vehicles you're not you're not moving forward very far very fast you, you, abs you absolutely need them so yeah i see a lot of these armored vehicles are ours too but some of these are european models too i see on this yeah they're European using Le like leopard tanks right or yeah. leopard if you say it in english but yeah yeah that's the german versions they were uh What's that, Jimmy Lee? No, uh, Germany wants to give him more stuff. The U.S. is the one saying, wait a minute, man. Stop trying to stop World War III, you bastard. You've already started two world wars. Stop it. Yeah, it's uh, rich coming from us as we blew up their pipeline and then blamed it on them. Right? Yeah, I know. Uh, um, I mean, that was just stupid. That, I mean, we almost started. Like, that could have started a major war, potentially World War III. I if think Putin was honestly, more rational or less rational. Honestly, Sean, I believe that's what we want. They, whoever wanted to do, is start another world war. They would really want to. It just seems like, but it just a world seems war like is fine as long as it's not a nuclear world war. But I right. can't see it not being because it is even with China and Russia teaming up, eventually U.S. and its allies are going to overtake them. The only shot they have is to use nukes and. Once nukes are leased, you know, we're going to use them too. And, and, and we might hold off a little bit because the U.S. seems to think that we can take out a lot of Russia's nukes now. But nu they still have 4,000 nukes that they can shoot at us. Um, that's a lot of nukes. How, how, how confident are we that we can take out all 4,000 nukes? And that's not even including the freaking submarines. Yeah, you miss yeah. one. It's over. Yeah, I mean, so now Elon Musk stepped up and said he would help us. So we might, with Elon, if Elon gets enough satellites up there and our systems are working correctly, we might be able to take out all the continental ballistic nukes, including the submarine launch ones. But there are submarine nukes that are on cruise missiles, and those are flying below 500 feet. So no satellites in space are going to help it. The only thing that can help us there is if we have low ground missile systems like we have in the D.C. where there's 10 or 12 of these uh, missile uh, barrages put on bases. I mean, put Yeah, on, but then if you're the Russians, just throw it on a shipping container. Yeah, and that's another thing. You can do that. Um, Anybody who thinks we can stop, you know, we can get crafty and shoot all this stuff down and, and prevent it from happening is smoking the best weed in the world. Like, uh, Y'all need to be always carrying people... that shit out there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Uh, you know, it's just the people. If you're going to do something that malicious, you will find a way. Always. Yeah, I mean, because in the end, I mean, we always talk about suitcase nukes, and and somebody said, "Well, none's ever gotten the country." I said, "Well, it's it's a little harder you think to get a nuke into the country because." Like New Orleans and Chicago and New York, Los Angeles, San Francisco, most of these ports have radiation detectors. So you're not going to be able to sneak them in there. So, But the problem, which you don't understand, ladies and gentlemen, is, is a country like Russia doesn't actually have to snuggle a nuke in. They can actually build the damn thing in the country. And if you live near a hospital, the radiation won't be detected. 
Yeah, Look, if I were the I, Chinese or the Russians, said, I would ju I would just grab one of the nine million immigrants and say, "Which tunnels did you use, and how'd you get over here?" Yeah, let me okay, smuggle thanks, in one done. that one. Yeah, and that's, that's true too. And I mean, uh, no, Jimmy, they don't have along the borders. They don't have radiation detectors. You would think we'd have satellites, and we do. Let, let me let me change this around. So we do have satellites in space that do sweep the United States and can detect radiation, but it doesn't really matter. So let's say that. Jimmy Lou, or let's say that Jose gets in and comes across the border near, say, let's say he crosses the border somewhere in the bottom of Texas. He works his way up to San Antonio, maybe Austin, maybe Dallas, and then nukes. There's no way to stop that. And you just killed. You, you nuke Dallas and Texas. Let me tell you what, it's not going to matter. We're going to war with somebody. You can bet your ass on it. Uh, somebody, somebody had to give somebody that nuke and we're going to war with somebody. And if we have to take out the Russian, Chinese and everybody else, we're going to. So it's a dangerous, dangerous game. And and if we're going to be playing this kind of chess, I would rather we have someone in that understands the game a little bit better than Cracker Joe. Um, Cracker Joe just makes me nervous. Even if he had all his faculties, I don't think he would be the guy for this kind of challenge. Um, one, I think he's bought by at least two countries. Yeah. And I don't even think he knows he's bought anymore. I think that's why he called Xi Jinping a what do you call him? Not a traitor. Or, Trade, uh, uh, dictator. 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 Yeah. yeah. He's a dictator. <laughs> I, well, just, you know. I just remember Blinken's face when he said that. Blinken just went. Yeah. Oh my Blinken. God. Blinken is scared. Uh, you could like you could see because he's. I mean, whatever you think of Blinken, he's one of the only competent people in the administration and he's looking yeah, around scary. at all these idiots and he's just like oh my god please help me like yes. i mean and, look and i have a well yeah i'm, I'm not gonna I, I shouldn't say i have a friend who works at like a non-us place and he's just like i saw blinken today and he was like scared like you could see like the guy was like sh so nervous he was shaking not shaking but he was you know, super nervous because, because he should be because you know i was talking yeah. I, I I was talking with a good friend of mine her the other day and her um, and her sister works for Boeing out in uh, she's in in the uh, East California uh, desert out there they have a big Boeing facility out there that test all kind of stuff mainly though they have a big underground facility and you can see it because every now and then you'll see the wing come out of the ground where they test the different wing speeds mm -hmm. and, and wings out there anyway she's out there she's in charge of the scientists she's a scientist herself and. Uh, over the years, she had been there a long time and working with them a long time, and somehow or another, she became the chick in charge of them for the security part of the scientists. And uh, anyway, long story short, she's like, "Look, they got us on all kind of alerts. They've got us speeding up on technologies that we don't think would be ready for a decade. They want to ready in two years. Uh, there's a lot going on, and and we get away with talking because of my my security fence, so she can't really get in trouble. Uh, but." It's just, man, from what she was talking about, they're really, really, there's something else seems to be going on. Like we're, like we're, we're, and the types of technologies she's talking about are super technologies. These aren't, these are technologies that sound like they could be severe damage, like take out a half a country. And it doesn't even oh, like, sound like, like a, like, like weather weapons and earthquake yeah, weapons. Yeah, yeah, because it's, because it doesn't sound like a bomb. It sounds like something else. Well, Jimmy, maybe it is the tungsten rods, but even those, um, I don't know who. Oh no! Um, Space Command has control over them now. Oh yeah, they took control of those satellites. I heard that just two days ago. Yeah, they have control over it. You know, they took away the you know DARPA's little plane. Space Command took it away from them. 
<laughs> Darpa must have, you know, Darpa got pissed, man. You took it our spy plane? No, yes, we're taking it. It's our toy now. And you work for us now, Darpa, so get that shit in your head. Um, Trump, everybody made fun of Trump when he came up with Space Command. But I, rem- I remember when Joe Biden was reading about it, he was like, no, this is something we really need. <laughs> so, it's uh, what people make well, fun the, of. Because the Air Force kept throwing money into like the next generation fighter. Yeah. And they were, you know, they were they were not spending sufficiently on, you know, space operations and stuff and like they that. Need to, so I think, yeah. Because, and, you know, it's funny about me. I would have thought by now the Navy and the Air Force would be fighting to see who was going to take over space first. Because, you know, both of them are going to get up there and want to be in charge of space. <laughs> it's going to be one of them fights. Uh, no, we want to be in charge of space. No, we're going to be in charge. So Space Command was the way to go. Now, neither one of them can be in charge. They can just work for Space Command. No, Space Command is going to be in charge of anything. Defense of the United States, defense of the outer, I mean, defense from outer space. I heard just a couple of weeks ago that Space Command was given control of Pine Gap in Australia. Uh, Pine Gap is a joint British defense of that. outer space. Yeah. Yes, they are. So they, they took over a significant facility there. This is... This is a facility that's supposed to save us if bad aliens come from deep space because we keep broadcasting messages all over the freaking world. I mean, people, do you realize we're like a beacon in space going, bing, bing, please invade us, bing, bing, please screw us, bing, bing, please invade us. <laughs> right now, thanks to Hitler, it is now almost 100 light years out. Do you know how many planets are between us and the end of the signal? Just tens of thousands. We have no idea who's living on these planets. And we have no and they might get aggravated when they hear I love Lucy one morning screaming over their radio or TV or something. Um But if they're if they're using if they're more advanced, it's unlikely they're using radio waves anymore. Well, right? they're they might not be using them, but they might be scanning them. Um Yeah, yeah, that's possible. Because um, if when you're looking, it, well, it depends. So if you're a life that developed with radio, then you'll probably always be scanning. Because even us, as we're moving away from radio waves more into light waves, uh, we're going to keep scanning radio waves be, because we think that lesser species like ourselves will probably use it first. Which no one knows if that's true or not. You may divide. I don't right. know. I mean, what's to say that a, a world wouldn't develop light technology just like we developed radio technology? You know, there's no, there's nothing that could say that that couldn't have. Well, they come up with quantum mechanics at the well, same yeah, time. They, they come well, up they, with yeah. electromagnetism, right? Yeah. So there's, you, you just never know. You can't. It's hard to be hard to judge another world at how they may develop, and we don't know what their needs are. As a as a society, we need certain things. Excuse me. We need certain things to survive and make it, and we know how the universe works. Our universe works well. They may need different things, and their universe may work a little bit different than ours. Um, uh, Carol, they do suspect that they're going to find, and I said this 30 years ago, that they're going to find life on quite a few places inside our solar system. And they think that more than likely, life is going to be the norm instead of the ad norm. Now, I said this three decades ago. but well, I mean, NASA already found life. Remember that experiment they did with... Uh that rock and Mars or whatever yeah. they found it, it was quote unquote inconclusive because they had like six samples and yeah, they yeah. used, and they used uh, three samples. They put water on. Right. So we have organisms up in, in, uh, I don't know if it's in uh, the North pole or in Antarctica, but they're instead of water, they use peroxide for, um, you know, 
kind of liquid transport. Yeah. So if, you, if you were to if you were to capture one of those things and pour like pour water on it, you'd kill it. So chances are we discovered life on Mars already, and NASA messed up the experiment by mixing those three samples with water. And they might have, because I mean, so Viking one lands there. And uh, wait, am I getting them confused? I always get those. No, no, that's right. Yeah, Viking. Viking is Mars. So, so yeah, so Viking one lands there. It lands there. It's there a couple of days, and on the way down, head and head and analyze it. But on the way down, it went through two plumes. One was an oxygen plume, which NASA was like, "Oh, it must have been a leaky tank." That's their words. And then Mm -hmm. they went through a methane plume. Well, guess what? There's nothing on Viking that has methane. So they're kind of like, well, what the shit's going on here? And by the way, the methane is on Mars is also seasonal. There's a methane cycle. So it seems to me that something is living and dying and creating methane. Because dying vegetation, as we know down here in the deep south, creates methane. And uh, it causes fires as well. Swamp gas. Yeah, that's what it is. Swamp gas. And it is very ignitable. So... Uh, it's kind of so ironic, it, isn't it? Yes, isn't it? So it wasn't it, a UFO. It's swamp gas, right? And it really is. We're on Mars, and it is swamp gas. Well, I said this a long time ago. We know for a fact that there's liquid water. And anybody who looked at Mars and thought there wasn't water on Mars, well, you just had to look at them and say, well, are you just stupid? Yeah, I mean, so it's ice holes. caps. Right. I said, you got right. two ice caps, and it's not hydrogen ice or this kind of ice. It's actually water ice. We know it melts, and we know it comes back. We know it snows on Mars. It does have cycles. It does have seasons. And we know that it's warm enough to have life. So if something's underground and you've got water and you've got a little bit of heat, you've probably got life. And now that you know that you're creating methane, you're creating heat as well in that same area. There's probably some underground caverns with water sitting in them and, or maybe running, you know, from the, from the melt where these things are, where we have life. And I think they're going to find life in a couple of places underground on Mars. Uh, But what it's going to be, you mean animal life? They might be animal. They might be some small animals living there. As far as you mean Martians, I don't know. Maybe, maybe there are some Martians, but uh-huh. Mar- Mar- we're probably the Martians, by the way. Probably, mm-hmm. I'm no doubt, Joe. No doubt. We are. Well, there's some weird stuff with humans. Like, um, so the optimal temperature for humans living was 63 degrees Fahrenheit, which is what the temperature on Mars was 55 million years ago. It's never been the temperature on Earth, by the way. Um, and humans' biological clocks, for some strange reason, are set to 24 and a quarter hours. In case y'all didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, Earth's biological clock is 23 and three quarters hours. That's what our rotation clock is. So for some reason or another, our bodies are half an hour faster than our planet is. What, no, why? Now, recently our planet split up, so maybe our bodies were anticipating the speed up. But why does, it, why does our body temperature and biological clock match Mars and not Earth? It's a good chance 60, 70 million years ago we were sent here. Uh, or even even sooner than that, or, or even later than that, I should say. Joe, are you familiar with uh, Joe McMonagall's the remote viewing exercise he did with, in 1984 for the CIA of Mars? You know, I, I'm not familiar with him, but I remember somebody, um, um, oh, what's his name? Colonel Ed Dames talking about it. He was on Coast mm-hmm. to Coast talking about that particular uh, thing. And when you said the experiment, I realized what it was, but I couldn't remember the name for some reason. Yeah, so they didn't tell him what he was looking at. They just said, here are your coordinates. Tell me what you see. Find and then he starts, he starts describing like this desert environment, these large pyramids. Then he starts describing beings, uh, like a, they, they're part of a dying race. And they're, you know, they're waiting for 
an expedition to return and they're just, you know, they're sad. There's a geologic problem that they just can't fix. They're looking for a new world. Uh, the new world that they found is like lots of volcanic activity, things like that. But it started out, they say, you know, they say something like, uh, go back a million years to this location. And I think the location was Sidonia uh, Mensis, where the, you know, where the alleged face of Mars is. Yeah, where the face is. And he's yeah, just like, I don't really see, any, I don't really see much of anything. So they just say, go back as far as you can so that um, you see people or something like that. And then that's when he started seeing all this stuff. So according to that remote viewing exercise, he, whatever this species is, was either kind of lying dormant underground and then also sending out people to explore. So, um, you know, you could easily read into that, that uh, maybe, and they were much taller, right? You know, eight, nine feet yeah, tall. Yeah. They, Cause they didn't have the confines of the gravity that we had. Exactly. The arms exactly. Were longer so so we could there. be their ancestors. I'm not saying we are, but that's like, well, uh, well, a lot of people seem to think the tall grays are, or, or Martians. So but people, so ladies and gentlemen, y'all forget. Okay. So it could be all three of the races we talk about are from this solar system. And what I mean by that is there used to be a planet between Mars and Jupiter. Now, when I was going to school, science was that it was a, a planet that didn't form. But recently, NASA had to admit, because they didn't do their homework, that guess what? Uh, it probably was a planet because certain minerals can only combine under certain amounts of pressure. And an asteroid is not enough pressure. It would have had it been a large body. So they're pretty sure now that it was a planet. We know Mars was a planet. We know Venus is a planet. We know Earth is. So what they think happened, and no one knows for sure, it's just speculation, somewhere back in the past, the fifth, the, the the planet between Mars and Jupiter blew up. Whether it was from a war or a catastrophe or a giant asteroid, or if it was simply just the tidal forces from Jupiter pulling on it, it was destroyed. Now we know that. We also know the moons of, of Phobos and which we call it are orbiting Mars right now, which are from that asteroid belt from that planet. So as far as we know, when that thing blew up, it may have taken out Earth. Mars and Venus all at the same time, and which all three planets did seem to go catastrophic around the same time, around 50 to 60 million years ago, all probably from major asteroid impacts. We know the one that hit Mars that created Olympus Mons was huge, and we know it probably spewed out more than half of the magma in the planet probably went into space, and we know a lot of those rocks had made it to Earth because uh, we found millions, I mean thousands of them over the years. We know Venus's upper atmosphere is identical to Earth, which means that sometime in its past, it was a planet like this one. Did it have a moon? We don't know. Uh, but it is. It was a lot like this planet is today. So you had three planets, maybe four, that probably sustained life. And then whatever happened, happened. And this is the survivors. Now, will we Martians sit here? Or, or we do know the stories of Atlantis where there was an advanced race living here that were destroyed and then we would have went backwards. People always remember this. The more advanced you get, the easier it is to go backwards in technology. And what I mean by that is in a thousand years from now, everything on this planet is going to be digital. Most people won't even know what a freaking paperback book is. Uh, if we go catastrophic, then if you can't access that technology within just two or three generations, you will forget how to build vehicles. You will forget how to build cars. You'll forget how to make electricity. You'll be back in the stone age and you'll be flipping your ass all the way back around. We're already, we're already doing that. I think like Los Alamos national lab, you had some, uh, 
uh, I'm trying to find a, a good a good word for it. So, but like some clowns like put together two sources of plutonium, right? Like too much plutonium in one room, which could, you know, people who are working on the Manhattan Project would know that you don't do that because it increases the probability they grow critical. Yeah. Right. But like that happened, and these these Muldoons like just didn't like we're forgetting how to do a ton of different things. Well, shit, we forgot how to build rockets to go to the moon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how do we do that? And where did all the paperwork going at? I know Vernon Von Braun kept great notes because I know Carolyn Roslin, who was his assistant's assistant. And so I know for a fact he kept, you know, I've talked to Carolyn about this several times. And she also told me, and, you know, I read some of Von Braun's writings. Most Americans don't know this because for some reason – our government don't want to tell you, but Von Braun was going to Mars, not to the moon. The moon was just a stepping stone, people. Mm-hmm. It's all the moon was supposed to be. It was just a stopover to make sure everything worked correctly, and we were supposed to go to Mars. Now, in his, in his writings, he also asked why at Apollo 17, 18, 19, and 20 were paid for. Bought and paid for. Crews were trained, and the missions were paid for, and we didn't go. Oh, that no, didn't we went. make it. No, the, the, there was the, a quarter. So, okay, I'm gonna give you my source. So, right, Lynn, Bu- Lynn Buchanan, he's a famous remote viewer again, who worked for DIA, mm. all this stuff. He claims to have a mission patch for either Apollo 19 or Apollo 20, which was a classified mission. It wasn't uh, wasn't public. I have heard that. I see. I can't rule it out because I have. And that was the funny part was that's what I had actually heard the first time. That uh, so Jimmy Reed sent me what appeared to be an Apollo 19, because we used to collect all the patches. We had everything from uh, Mercury all the way up. And mm-hmm. um, so, and I was like, wow, this looks cool. And then I read the actual patch and I was like, well, shit, what is this? He said, Joe, this was supposed to have flown. So we started backtracking and seeing, I got a lot of friends in the government, I got a lot of friends in, in space and science. And we started backtracking to see if we could find out where the parts were being stored. So then we could verify whether the is actually flew or not. Well, come for 18. So when we tracked down 18, supposedly it had already been scrapped and there was no record of the parts or where they went. So right off the bat, red flag, whoop, 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 you know, come on, people. Who did you sell the shit to? Who did you give it to? Where did you dem- demo it at? So then a friend of ours who worked in Florida at, at the base, Kennedy goes, he goes, look, there's a place over here where we store and scrap stuff like that near one of the launch pads. So he went out there with a camera and was uh, making videos, which he got in trouble for, but there wasn't nothing there. There was two empty launch pad sites where they were building some type of new, uh, looked like a new holding system for a rocket, but there wasn't nothing else. Uh, so we, we called around, talked to a friend of mine in Houston, He's like, ah, Joe, he said, he said, you know, he, he danced when he stopped. He said, you know, the rumor is those three flew on special missions that um, he said they flew on special missions for what Neil Armstrong said happened on the moon, that we were waved off the moon by extraterrestrials. He said that on four different occasions, he went public and said that this guy was running to be a senator and was up there talking mm-hmm. about aliens and still won, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, he actually became a senator. And, um, because he said that aliens asked us not to come back to the moon. Well, no, we went to the moon four more times after he after that. No, five more times. Well, 13 didn't make it, did it? So, so it was 11, 12, 
14, 15, 16, and 17 made it. Uh, 13 had to come home because of uh, other problems, whatever that may have been. And, uh, and there were several UFOs reported on 13, by the way. But I had I heard stories about 18, 19, and 20 flying. But 19 and 20, I'd actually heard about patches on. I'd, 18, I hadn't heard anything about. So I, when I would met Edgar Mitchell in um, D.C., I just asked him point blank. I looked up at him. I said, did they fly or not? I said, I won't write an article on it. I, I said, I'm not going to make it public. I said, it's not that. I said, I just, I said, you know, I talked to some people who had talked with Neil Armstrong about what he said. And I wanted to know what you thought about that. And he said, no, he said it. He said, and he said it more than once. And even Buzz Aldrin, who said, we never went to the moon, said, yes, he said it more than one time. So I was kind of like, well, that was nice to know that he did it. And then he said, and then, he said there was an arrangement made to meet with them on the other side of the moon, uh, which everybody refers to the dark side of the moon. Uh, well, it's not always dark. It's it's like the other side. Sometimes the sun's hitting it, sometimes it's not. But anyway, enough about that. But, but the, yeah, uh, the, the reason it's interesting is because it's tidally locked to the to the Earth. Like yeah. you never, you, you always never see the, the same face of the moon, which is kind of odd. Yeah. And it is weird, and it's odd that the moon's probably hollow because it's pinged. It yeah, rang like a bell. Yeah, they pinged it, and it yeah, rang like yeah. a bell. So it's it's a little bit odd. What do you mean, Doctor Who? It's an egg. <laughs> I remember that episode. Yeah, I do. I remember that episode. That's anyway. It was two Doctor Who episodes like that. But anyway, enough about that. Um, I don't know, guys. It's it's all of this is very strange. There's a lot a lot of weirdness going on right now in the world, the universe, for that matter. We need to get into space to survive. And not just our solar system. So in 3.3 billion years, our sun's going to go red giant. And it's going to gulp Earth. It's just going to eat it. But Mars and the especially the moons around Io, I mean the moons around Saturn and Jupiter, will all become inhabitable planets. They'll be much warmer. They'll start to melt. Um, and they'll still have two or three billion years of life left with this red giant sun in our solar system. Yes. So you, you just have to get over all the radiation that's spewing at you from Jupiter, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. You'll have to. Um, actually, that is true. One of the, was it Io? No, it's not Io. It's one of the other ones. The atmosphere they think may actually be thick enough to protect you. Hmm. We don't know until we go. They can speculate till they're blue in the face. Until we actually go there, we don't know. And yes, they have found signs of life on. Okay. Let me rephrase that. So, um, SETI and them decided to change the way, and NASA did too, they changed the way they're going to look for life. They decided to include chemicals that might be being made by technologically advanced societies. And as soon as they did it, they found four planets that looked like they could be some type of technological life on the planet, meaning that there's life there with technology. Yeah, so NASA don't even know what to think about that shit. They're like, wait, wait a minute, we weren't supposed to find that. Um and, and well, because NASA gets itself, it's like certain things that get leaked, like from JPL. So JPL and Milan do almost all the pictures from space. They go through them before they go to anybody else. And for, because there's so many of them from time to time, some are slipped. And then from time to time, people over there who may be sympathetic to the cause lets them out. Uh, but there's been a lot of pictures get out there like the pyramids. So pyramids are one of my favorite things. All right. You convince me that they're not five-sided pyramids. And you look, you look, you look. They're just too 
three of them are just perfect. I mean, they're just there's no way they're, they're they're naturally made. There's no way that was ever naturally made. And when you look at the width from the base to the top, all the way around is exactly the same. Wind's not going to do that. I hate to be the heartbreaker of science here, but it's just not going to happen. Um, so, and then and then it's not even that. You look, it, it's like there's a breezeway, and it looks like the stuff. The ruins, there's ruins on each side with what looks to be a cut breezeway through the middle uh, with stone sides. I, that's just not going to happen in nature. People, we live on a planet that's very active and we don't see that shit here. Um, I, I just, I, I have no doubt that there was some type of life on Mars. When, where, if it's still there, I don't know. But, you know, when I always talk about how we're going to, how our government's going to help us, through the awakening process, you know, through the desensitization process, that's how they got to do it. I mean, they, they have to find life that's not, that's not going to hurt us, you know, maybe a little rat or a little mouse or some grass or some, some weeds or some shit on Mars, some little vegetation to prove that there's life other than this planet. Then their next phase, after they show us that there is life out there, we will find an artifact. Because that's also non-threatening. It's old, you know, million-year-old artifact. There's nothing to be scared of there. And then, then we will probably actually have our first real extraterrestrial contact. I would think by now we'd be desensitized. But when I look around at the world, Americans, about half of us are about ready for contact. About half of Europe is. Nobody in Russia is. Nobody in China is. Nobody in India is. <laughs> okay, it's not that bad, but... Out of the 8 billion people that live on this planet, I'd say about 2.5 billion are ready for contact, and the rest are going to freak out and think it's either the second coming or demons or God knows what. Uh, we're just, we're just, it's it's a shame that we live in the year 2024 and our education seems to have backwards some or, or moved in a different way. It's, it's, it's like we're not keeping up with what we should be. Uh, we're just we just don't seem to be at the educational level we should be for the type of technology we have. It's weird. I mean, and when I, and this has always cracked me up too. So you've got all these astronauts over a hundred now, not not including other ones from other countries that have told you we have seen extraterrestrials, and we're like, oh, oh you're crazy. Now, people, do you know we train and pay these guys to go look for ET? Right, that's what we do. SETI, we pay and train people at SETI to go look for ET, and when they find it, we're like, oh no. Make up your mind, people. Do you want to know or do you not want to know? I want to know. I want to know. I, I want I want George W. Bush, I'm sorry. I want Jay Crackerhead Biden to come on stage and say, X, did you know extraterrestrials are real? <laughs> and they're here visiting our planet and they're stealing our women and raping them. Wait, what, Biden? Oh, no, they're stealing our women and rubbing their hands in their hair because they're weirdos. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, people. Any, no, we got time. We got, let me. I'll get a couple of stories, and I'll see what you're whining about. But it's um, what is this? Star Ranger 30 A1 live fire test leads enthusiastic demand across Europe. Oh, this is this thing that shoots down everything that goes around it. Yeah, it's kind of cool. What's this one? Here we go. What is this? Hold on. What does this say? Uh, Putin allies make ominous nuclear threat. You know, Putin never really is the one that actually makes a threat. It's all his buddies. I say we, you know what I say? The next one of his buddies that makes a threat like that, we just have his ass assassinated. I guess there won't be no more threats. Now, this is an interesting one. Uh, we know we know Sean lives out there in Cali hell. So the Supreme Court told California, 
that they couldn't put this new gun law into effect because it was discriminatory. So what did California do? But put the gun law into effect. So the Supreme Court's like, well, somebody's going to go to jail now because you just you just broke a demand from the Supreme Court. I mean, uh, that was just bad all the way down. And so they called the DOJ. So the DOJ has no choice. He has to do something about it because they're breaking the law. Uh, there's no court hide in the DOJ, and the president can't override the Supreme Court. So the DOJ has to go take care of California now. No, not the California. Yeah, well, DOJ's to to to. Um overwhelmed in tracking down grandmas who put they were using their walker to walk on the uh, grounds in front of the Capitol building on January 6th. Yeah, that's that, what they're that, that they're not, they don't have enough resources for to track this other thing. Uh Frankie, you you if okay, if you take your gun and you go into one of these places that California said you can't, even though the federal government says you can, you will have a lawsuit if they arrest you, which they're gonna yep. probably do. Um yeah, no, you'll have a major lawsuit because they lost the case. They took it all the way to Supreme Court and they lost. Because you can't, you can't tell. Okay, there are some places I personally think you should never be allowed to carry a gun. A church, no boo. A ballroom, no, definitely boo. What do you mean, voting booth? I don't know. I want to bring my gun in a voting booth in case one of the crazy bastard voters goes nuts. <laughs> I might have to put them down, man. Oh, I'm voting for Biden a hundred times. No, you're not. Pow, just into that. Uh, no, but there are, you know, ballrooms, guns, casinos, guns shouldn't be allowed. And even though I forgot a couple times carrying my gun into the casino, banks, they probably shouldn't be allowed, even though I have forgotten carrying carry mine into the bank a few times. Last time I had it on my side and the guard, guard went to tell me something and I looked at him and he was like, he just looked away from me. I was like, if he'd have told me, I would have went and put it back in the car. I just forget because I'm wearing a lot and I just forget it's there sometimes. It's uh, when you're in New Orleans, you want your gun close by. Up here, where I live, up here, nah, you don't really need it. But down there, you need to be carrying that bitch because it is a deterrent. There's a lot of carjacks, a lot of idiots. I had a guy looking, <laughs> we were on in a really rich neighborhood working. He was going to carjack the car. It was so funny. He ran up to the light. He's got a knife about yay long. And I'm thinking, what I want to do about it, right? He's special forces trained. I'm thinking, ah, I said, nah. He came up and what he did, I, I, I just grabbed his arm, bent the knife back, and I pulled out Martha and I said, hmm, I think you're dead. And my partner, my business partner, he is laughing his nuts off. He's like, Joe, let him go. I said, no, I think I think it's just, he's got a knife in his hand. He tried to kill me. I said, I think, you know, I think we should let him meet his maker. I think, I'm pretty sure he pooped all <laughs> over himself because I smelled something yeah. funny. <laughs> and while I'm holding him, you see, bloop, 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 and a PD pulls up and pulls, he pulls up, so I slid my gun back down and the thing. The cop comes up. I said, let your boy try to, to carjack me. And he, I had to do a report. I never even told him I had my gun. Neither did the kid for that matter. I guess he didn't want to admit <laughs> what went down. And uh, But people, I tell this to all of you, you never know who you're dealing with. You know, I look like a quiet man, an old man, but you better watch your ass around me is all I can tell you. And in New Orleans, just be careful. Yeah, if, if you're traveling in New Orleans, be careful. Travel with friends. All right, hold on. We're going to get some more in. Let's see what this one is. I got to go. Uh, Joe, I got to go, buddy. All, all right. right, be good. Yeah, we're we out here in like 10 minutes ourselves. So be good. Thanks for hanging out, Sean. No, thanks. Hey, Sean. World's first hydrogen-powered vehicle takes off and landing aircraft debut. Ooh, look how pretty it is. Oh, well, good. Hydrogen-powered. 
I hope all the airports got hydrogen tanks in them. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm all for hydrogen power. I've never been against it. And California used to be for it. And then California lost its effing mind. I mean, they were doing the, the, the hydrogen highway and stuff. And then uh, they got all electrical and everybody. Uh, Russia spent over a half a billion dollars on a single airstrike against the Ukrainians. How long can they what? afford to do? Yeah. One airstrike, a half a billion dollars. How long can they really? I mean, Russia's poor. How long can they keep affording this? I mean, they're not really selling much gas. Oh, they're selling it to China and China for, you know, discount. Yeah, well, Trump did that thing where um, Russia can't sell its gas for more than $60 a barrel. When he when he did that sanction thing, he did it to where if anybody does it, they would get sanctioned too. If anybody broke the agreement, well, guys, it may not matter because oil was at seventy dollars a barrel just recently, so it was coming down. I think it went back up, but uh, what is it? Oh, I did see that picture. The one of uh, Beijing building fake armada of U.S. warships. Yeah, they're trying to figure out a way to take out our ships. But what they don't understand is there's no way their little fake warships is going to be able to predict what our equipment on board those ships are going to do. They can try to simulate it, but until they're actually in 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 the way of 15 failing missiles, I mean 15 failing missiles, batteries coming off of six different ships with God knows how many missiles flying in the air and then a whole shitload of airplanes, uh, I'm not thinking they're quite ready for what they think they're ready for. Well, good news for the Chinese. They're going to find out for real in April. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's uh, Judge Cannon shuts down Jack Smith's efforts to get Trump's lawyer communications. Oh, to get his communications. Yeah, you can't see Trump's lawyer's communications. What, what, I mean, I mean, some of the things I hear these Democrats do, I just they think we live in a communist country. Like, Joe, when, like, literally, this is what the kind of the case is about. If you go and sell your house, right, you're going to ask for something over what its you know appraisal value is and the buyer is going to ask for something that's under what you're asking for and they're going to push down the price and you're going to push up the price that's literally all he did and they're like oh you lied about the value of your you know Mar-a-Lago pro and the other thing too is he already paid off the loan with interest so like nobody was harmed by whatever yeah, and, and see and that's the other thing so that and some of the jury people have said that so when uh, I know when I heard some federal judges, some federal judges in New York, or I think it was it Ninth Circuit or Fifth Circuit, one of them, were talking about this case, and they were they were already leaning, saying, "Well, if for some reason Trump loses, which they would be surprised," he said, "But if they do, he said, if it comes to us, he's going to get the appeal." He said yeah. because you know they all said the same things, and because of what the judge and the prosecutor had said about Trump. They all agreed they should have already restrained, re, uh, took yourself off the case, and they just didn't. They, they, they're just like, well, we don't, we don't have to do that. We're special. We, we can, I can still be a judge even though I hate the bastard with all my life and all my breath. Really, how, really, you can be, you can be um, nonpartisan and, and hate the man, right? I'm not thinking so. I'm not believing it. What's that, Mikey? North Korea opens borders for tourism after nearly four years to Russians. I wouldn't call that opening for tourism. Uh, uh, have I ever been through the Panama Canal? Yes, when I was in the Navy. Yes, no, not on the Nimitz. Um, 
Actually, I think the Nimitz was too big to go through the canal. Yeah, we were on. We were meeting her on uh, the other side. Uh, we took a. Um, I think it was a cruiser, actually. Yes. Well, they didn't need us for what we were doing, or what they were doing, actually. Well, the so Navy strange. Has to go go all the way around. South I'm pretty. I'm pretty South sure. America. I'm pretty sure. Mm. It, it was. Um, I was like. Uh, because I remember we were going, we were going somewhere, and they said, "Okay, no, we're going to go around." So, and I assumed, which is probably what it was, it was just too big to go through. Because when that was originally built, it was built for some pretty big ships, but I don't know if it was built for something that big. And uh, I know, I know, certain types of tankers can't go through, and other types of ships can't get through. Uh, old fort hidden inside the walls of his house. Wait, what? Man finds two hundred fifty-three year old fort hidden inside the walls oh, yeah. of his house. Oh, okay. I, I didn't I quite understand what they said. Yeah, that. it was. Yeah. It's like a Revolutionary War fort, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, starless galaxy discovered after pointing telescope in the wrong direction. Well, what happened there? If it don't have any stars, that's kind of scary. Yeah, how's a how's a galaxy if it doesn't have any stars? That's what it's I was thinking. Black hole. Just a, it looked like just a bunch of gas. Isn't that a nebula? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Western companies have exited Russia in droves. New companies with owners from China. Yeah, China sucks for you. It's, uh, when it comes to that kind of stuff, I wouldn't trust them. Let's see they make you a McDonald's. So you know when McDonald's and all them companies left, Russia, Russia immediately tried to emulate all of these uh, restaurants. Man, look, a quarter pound is a quarter pound. You're gonna have to get that shit from McDonald's. They they squeeze it out of some weird pink shit. <laughs> China and Russia are just not gonna be able to make it the same way. Uh, well, no, I, I was a, a GM for McDonald's way back. I mean, this was before time started, but. Um, no, really, it was it was way way back. It's um, I even went to Hamburger College. Do you know they paid me? Oh, I can't tell you what they paid me to go to Hamburger College, but anyway, uh, they paid me really good. Uh, I had a beach store, and we're talking a long, long time ago before the moon even started to rise. They paid me one twenty five plus bonus, and uh, that was outrageously high. Even today, they, some of their managers only make sixty or eighty. Well, certain venues make way bigger. Well, our store back then was making a million dollars a month. Today, that would translate to about $5 million a month. Clear profit. Yeah, so, you know, you get, you get special things when you when your stores run that good. Wait, what? Donald Trump's opponent's sudden arrest raises questions. Donald Trump's opponent? What opponent? I ain't heard nobody getting arrested today. Y'all heard anybody getting arrested? Uh, who is this? No, wait. Uh, Don Anthony Castro. And who is, oh, like, whatever, who the hell we care about? This, this wasn't an opponent. People, you see, I hate stories like that. That just pisses me off. That's not a real story. That's one of those bait and switch. Classified UFO briefs and health members emerge with mixed feelings. That's because you need to talk to Jojo. Anyway, moving on from that. Uh, oh, e electric airplane. So this electric airplane's got to have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight engines to keep it in the air. 
that that would just make me nervous. Uh, where two jet engines fly all over the world, this thing's gonna have to have eight and refuel every like few hundred miles. Uh, Mark, a uh, couple of questions, and we'll go. So, what you asked was, uh, can Russia's missiles reach us? Easy. They can reach anything anywhere in the continental U.S.S. Anywhere. Uh, problem for their missiles is their missiles have to go into space and come back, which gives our missile systems lots of times to knock them out the sky. But now we got Elon Musk's missile defense shield. Yes. So he can aim Starlink at any missile and crash it into it. He's already threatened Putin to do it. Yeah, he's already threatened him. He said, you launch a mission like the United States, I will knock it out the air with one of my satellites. And currently he's got more satellites in space than Russia has missiles. And he can build them and put them in space much faster than Russia can build missiles. He also told Xi Jinping that too. So he's basically taken these two countries' continental ballistic missiles out of play, which makes our lives much easier. Yeah, it makes our lives much easier. Who would have known the genius guy who's trying to give you internet could use the internet things and knock him a continental ballistic missile out of his face? Yeah, but here's the problem, though. Elon Musk doesn't have the defense, you know, necessarily have the resources of the DOD to protect him. So what's to stop the Russians or the Chinese from hacking into his systems? They, uh, well, well, that, well, that's the thing. They've tried. They've tried. Uh, Russia tried, and uh, Elon turned it around and hacked their system. And uh, so, yeah, he's got some pretty serious software writers. I mean, he has to for what he does. No, they fight with China all the time. It's, um, but you never know, and that's something you got to be worried about because you know. But if, if China or, or Russia, well, Russia's been trying to hack the um, uh, uh, which I was going to call it Skynet. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Anyway, they've been trying to hack Elon satellites for a while now, ever since Elon uh, told Russia to go F their cells about buying them and shit and not giving them to the Ukraine. And, and then, so Russia's been trying to hack them. So they haven't really had any luck. China's tried a few times too. And China and, and Elon's got into it a few times. But China also told Xi Jinping, he said, if your people keep trying to hack my places, I'm going to use all of my resources to just start hacking everything y'all have. Mm -hmm. So do you want to get in a big fight with the richest man in the world and the government backing them up to start hacking your ass all over the place? Uh, even China would have a hard time defending. It, it would take all of their people that they use for other stuff to defend them. Uh, so uh, China, it's a tough thing because China's constantly always trying to get into our shit. That's why so much of their stuff looks like ours. It's either They're either stealing it or buying it or hacking it, one or the other. And they're still 20 years behind us. Yeah, I know. Isn't that a bitch? I don't trust China as far as I can throw. I got friends over there. Uh, I had actually was offered a good gig to go speak over there for two years. I turned mm. it down because I don't find it a stable place for humans. I mean, Americans, sorry. I said humans, but no, I'm serious. I wouldn't. Um, I had talked to him. I talked with you know, and uh, it was good money. It's a quarter million a year, plus um, they would let you go places and take your tourism and pay for everything. But the problem is, is one, if any kind of conflict starts, I'm an American. Do I really want to be in China? Uh, I'll be out there busting rocks in my old ass. So I just I just don't feel with the world stage, I just don't feel confident to be hanging out over there. Uh, and I'd be crossing several of their provinces, several of their cities. 
you know, and if, if, if America was pissing off and right now America is pissing off China. So you might have some animosity amongst the, the people. I just, it's, it's not worth it because I'd like to live. No matter how much money you make, if you can't live and spend it, what the hell's having it for? No, I don't want to leave it to my kids. Man, they take that shit. We're going to spend every dollar if I leave. Get the hell out of here. My, no, my, I don't have babies. My, my son is fully ass grown. He's 37 years old. Yes, he's not a baby. No, he's a grown ass man. He's not a baby. Um, what's that, Jimmy Reed? Wait, what? Sean's like 80. Yeah, he's old as dirt. I'm I'm old as the sky. He's just old as dirt. So he's still a young old. That's all. No, really. What do you want? You mean do we think the the government's just gonna say, "Oh, aliens are real, and we want you to come see him, and this is what they're here for"? And 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 no. Okay, I just want to tell them people all the time. You got to give the government something. What are you going to give the government in return for them confessing that extraterrestrials are real? Are you going to make anybody who's ever been taken by an, an extraterrestrial, are you going to make it where they're protected? The government can't be sued or the, where every place the government's lied to us about this, we can't sue them. I mean, they're not, why would they tell us? I mean, that means Stability. they've been keeping, yeah, I mean, they have been keeping this secret from me. So y'all going to have to figure out, you're going to have to give them something if you want. If you want the Fed to fess up, you're going to have to sign something over saying, okay, we're not going to hold anybody responsible for all the lies we've been being told for, well, since America's been created pretty much. Mm-hmm. Are y'all willing to do that? I know a lot of people I know who say they've been taken are pissed and they're not going to give up shit. They want retribution. retribution. Man, my English is gone tonight. Uh, retribution? Yeah, I don't know. I can't speak tonight for some reason. It's um, Or even the people who were killed. Or- yeah. Leaking some of the programs, right? Yeah, or people that were driven insane, or other yeah. other stuff done yeah. to them. Well, I mean, guys, all, all the bullshit with Roswell. I mean, all the bullshit with Shag Harbor, with the Phoenix Lights. We don't even know if all, half of them weren't even probably aliens, but still, um, you you got to You're gonna have to give them clemency. You, you're gonna have to let them off, just plain and simple. You're going to have to give the, the, the U.S. government a clean bill of health. And in all fairness, a lot of the people alive today were not the people who put this shit in, but they were the people who kept it alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just because uh, Joe Blow in, in 1955 started this program, somebody's been keeping that program alive all the way until 2024. Um, so, I mean, are y'all willing to say, okay, we forgive you, Uncle Sam. And we're not going to come sue you out of existence. And we're not going to be mad that you let aliens come in my house and take me and my children and do God knows what to us. Yeah, see, none of y'all are ready for that. That's the problem. And the government's not going to tell us until you're well. In, right now, if Joe Biden got on stage tomorrow and said, look, I will tell you everything we know about um, extraterrestrials. But you cannot hold us responsible for anything. Are y'all willing to say yes on that? It has to be a vote. Let the country vote. I don't think the country is going to go for it. I think in the end, the country is going to want some kind of revenge. Country, this country does not like being lied to. It just doesn't. Even with the crazy Z genesis today, even they don't like being lied to. And we get tired of being lied to about stupid shit. 
Well, let's look at it this way. So let's say there's extraterrestrials. They haven't eaten us, Sean. And Sean looks pretty healthy and pretty ready to be eaten up. So, I mean, you know, they haven't eaten us. He's got kids and wives and dogs. He's got like eight wives or some shit. So uh, he could probably feed a family of aliens. The, the point I'm making is, is you have to jo- judge them by their actions. So we're not going to talk about alien abductions. If you ju- join them by the actions, if you leave alien abductions out of it, you join them, judge them just by their actions. Okay, we know they've shut down nuclear silo bases. We know they've interfered with this, interfered with that. We know they've been on our planet and have, have picked up citizens. So is that just curiosity? But when you throw in alien abductions, then it's something taking people against their will. Even if the people swear they made some kind of deal with them in another life, which we're not going to go there either. Um, yeah, could you imagine that, Joe, if someone kidnapped you, like another human kidnapped you, and you know was doing medical procedures, and when you said, this hurts, this is terrifying, stop. They're like, don't worry, you, you agreed to this. You agreed yeah. to this in a pre, pre-life contract. I'd be like, I mean, yeah, that- let me get my fucking gun. We'll show you what I agreed to, people. Yeah, that person would be locked up faster than you could say the word locked up. Yeah, it's I mean, it's 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 a it's a sad thing, and um, but none of nobody's really ready to say, okay, we're going to forgive them and we're not going to do it. And then there's the other problem with religion, guys. Religion. So even though we're trying to force Christianity and agreeing that, uh, like the mini mansions is is aliens, it's hard. They you know people don't, and then they want to tell me that they're demons. They're not aliens. I said, why are they flying UFOs? Well, because it's to trick you. I said, wait. I said, so the crazy demon over there that can do anything at once and scared of a Jesus out of it is going to go get an alien and perform experiments when he could do far worse than that. So I'm kind of thinking, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, really, people, they're demons. Why would they want to hide their demon itself? That would be kind of cowardly to start off with. I, 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 don't, think, I don't think aliens are demons. I'm sorry. What do you mean? Interdimensional? It, it's, it's look, I'm not going to rule out that one or two or one of these species couldn't be interdimensional. It just seems like when you hear people talk about the reptilians, the grades of the humans, that it, it feels more from our home galaxy. It, it uh, can also be all of the above, Joe. It could be right? all of the above, too. Right, because remember, like, back in the 40s, they, people would see UFOs with rivets, right? Yes. And back in the 1890s, they would see UFOs as airships. So there's some phenomena that may not necessarily be ET that masks itself as ET, but I don't think all of it is. No, you know, it right. could be an interdimensional thing. It could be a spiritual thing. It could be an advanced species that is more advanced in both technology and um, you know non-physical stuff, and you know it's both. So I think it's a variety of things. I don't think it's all one thing. Yeah, and it's it's just something we we're just as a species we're going to just have to work through slowly but surely. And right. What, what do you mean, Carol? I, I, look, I believe you. You've had contact. I'm not saying you didn't have contact. And if you were taking it's fun. I mean, I've look, I've polygraphed people, and uh, I mean voice stress people, and they've passed. Um, so it's not that I don't believe. And I've seen people take polygraphs and pass and voice stress, and I don't do polygraphs. That's from another person. So. You know, if, if you got a good polygraph or somebody like me who's doing voice stress for a long time, it's not hard to tell if someone's lying pretty quickly. Uh, <clears throat> and when you allow me to do hypnosis along with voice stress, you're pretty much opening your soul up to me and saying, okay, um, let's see what's in there. 
Well, Jackie, we don't. Okay, real quick. Cause we ain't got time for it, but real quick. So let's say I'm going to hypnotize Sean. So all I'm going to ask Sean, the very first time I ever hypnotized is Sean, what happened to you on October 15th at 6 p.m.? Because he's told me that something happened to him there. That's all I'm going to ask him the very first time because I can't use words like extraterrestrial or spaceship or flying saucer. Those are not allowed in my vocabulary because it's tainting his memories. So I'm going to ask him. The voice stress meter is going to be running over here, and he's going to be answering these questions. Or actually, he's just going to be telling me what it is. And then I may stop periodically and bring him down to a little lower setting or put him on a different shelf level uh, so to look for particular things. But And then at the end, I'll say, look, can you – and then I'll ask him to repeat the whole story and from the end going backwards. And then after that, we'll get together. We'll sit down, go get some coffee, dinner, breakfast or something, depending on what time it is. And we'll, we'll have the whole video, audio, and voice stress. So – the voice stress isn't to tell me whether he's lying to tell him the truth. The voice stress is to tell me where there are particular things we need to look for something. So let's say he says, he said, and, and the light came in the room and this was happening. And all of a sudden you see this meter start to expand. It's not because it's lying. It's because there's a rise in the emotion because something is actually physically going on. So that helps us for the next line of question. And we'll know that to, to, to look at that and say, okay, look, we know in this particular part of, of whatever was going on to you, you were having this experience and these lights were going on. Did you see a being? Did you see a shape? It allows us to, to be able to do this without tainting his memories because I've watched a lot of people do hypnosis work in this field, and I'm going to tell you what. They are effing things up like you wouldn't believe. Uh, like the other day, the guy, he's, he's hypnotized to this lady on TikTok. I was laughing my ass up. Well, ma'am, I got you under there. So what type of extraterrestrials did you see? Uh, how long, what type of craft were they in? Uh, could you describe the aliens to me, please? And, and and then he said, well, did they look gray with black eyes? I'm like, really, dude? I mean, you just, just send her a tape and tell her to repeat it to you. Um, it's just, so it's important. No, we're strict about hypnosis, guys. I'm, I'm probably one of the strictest people in the field. Well, because I don't want bullshit. I want the truth. And if the truth turns out to be something like somebody was abused as a child or something other weird shit, then we'll tell you you need to go find a psychologist and, and we'll know that your truth wasn't alien abduction. It was something else. Because a lot of times alien abduction turns out to be something else. So like a couple of times we've had cases where it was molestation. Well, apparently the extraterrestrial abduction was far worse than the remembering of the, the molestation. So that's what the cover memory was for them. No, the aliens weren't doing that. It was just something that had happened to them as a child in their life. And bringing it back out allowed, sometimes it allows people to deal with it. Sometimes it's too much for people because they've been covering it for so long. So we warn people all the time, once the genie is out, the bottle, there is no putting a bitch back in the bottle. She's out. Whatever it is, whether it's hypnosis, whether it's alien abduction or some other stuff, you have now let the genie out the bottle. There's no putting the genie back. She's there. Yeah, so you're going to have to deal with that demon or whatever it may happen to be. I I don't do as much hypnosis as I used to because I'm busier with other stuff. But yes, we do do sessions and we still book sessions. If if the organization books you, it's free. If the organization don't book you, it's two fifty. Yeah, uh, sessions could last anywhere from two to six hours. Now it's the same price regardless how long the session lasts. Well, because sometimes y'all get into stuff and um, we just need to let it expand on its own. But when we do the resets of questions, so I was like, Sean would have done that, and him and I would have went through all of what happened in this thing. Uh, we'd have went back for specific stuff. So we'd have put him back under a little bit deeper, a little more solid, 
And we went to it. I said, okay, well, start telling me about it again. And then when anywhere we had him and I had discussed, we need to talk about this, we'd stop him right there and have him start looking around, paying more attention, looking for, listening for sounds, tasting, smelling, hearing, seeing, whatever he can pick out. And it allows you, when you've got him there, to help them to clear their vision. So I can say it's blurry to you. Just concentrate a little harder till your eyes start to focus on what you actually are seeing and your eyes will focus in on it. I can't not give him a description or whatever he tells me is useless. If I say, oh, focus in on that gray and tell me what that gray looks like, well, I just told him it was a freaking gray. I mean, it's just, and I hear this so much. But anyway, we got to get out of here. I don't know. We, we, we will have to talk to Sean. Well, Sean's got to, I got to get him hooked up with Michelle and we'll talk to him about being a regular, coming, hanging out with us from time to time. Uh, he's got a life, people. He's got a wife. She's mean, too. Ooh, shit. She might be mean like mine, man. Ooh, you got watching me. <laughs> no, I don't. No, I'm teasing. People don't even know his wife. <laughs> She's like sweet as pie. <laughs> you idiots. Man, y'all idiots in this chat. People, again, you know, I see a couple of y'all make it into the other chat, but try to use the Facebook and, yeah, the Facebook and the YouTube. It's just easier because Sean can see what I'm talking about when y'all are texting in those chats. Yes. When you text in a messenger again, nobody knows what they're talking about but me. And half the time, I don't know what y'all are talking about. Plus, if you're talking in here, they can feature your questions so that other people watching on Roquinol can see them as well. Yes, isn't that a good idea? Yeah, the only one I see is uh, Foxy Joe. I Foxy see, Joe. I just Foxy see Joe, are you, are you a boy or a girl, Foxy Joe? Being that Joe, you know, Foxy's usually addressing a female, not a male. I, oh, no, I don't know what Foxy means. I'm not that old. I'm sorry. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> um, tomorrow, I have Larry Niven joining me on um, the out on the author's quill. Uh, a lot of y'all should know who Larry Niven is. He's, he's an interesting character. Um, Lucifer's Hammer is an interesting book that him and yes. Larry, Jerry Purnell do. Yeah, there's that and, and something ring. He was there. John was telling me about a ring lot. world, uh, ring yeah, world. ring world. So, we're going to talk about the science yeah. of ring world tomorrow. And uh, I, uh real quick before we got to go, so I met Larry the first time I ever went to Writers of the Future. I tried talking to this guy like 100, he looked at me like I had the plague or something. I mean, literally, not the COVID, but like some devil plague or some shit. So, the second year I went, uh, Joni just grabbed me and put me looped his arm and I said, You're in charge of Larry for the rest of until we go inside. I'm like, what? And uh, then at least I got him to talk to him. I said, hey, Larry. Hey. And he wasn't scared of me then for some reason. I guess maybe because Joni came by. And uh, I asked him all kinds of questions. He is hard to get stuff out of. He's a wealth of information. You just you just got to get it out of. Yes, well, y'all get to see it at uh, 3 o'clock tomorrow. You can come by and check out the Arthur's Quill with myself and Larry Niven. And people, we tell you all the time, we let people come in and guest host on these shows because – uh, these are things, these are opportunities for writers and uh, rookies to talk to people that they would not necessarily get to. This is like a, this is for the people who don't get to win. Well, Sean's got to meet these people. Sean's a winner. He's not like you losers. He's a winner, man. No, he's no, he, no, he, writers of the future. Yeah. Writersfuture.com. He, he's one at writers of the futures. Yeah. And uh, so that's just one of them things, you know, you get, you get to meet people that you'd not normally get to meet or talk to or ask questions to, especially if you're an author or an illustrator or something like that. Um, no, it's just, it's just a service we offer now. Yeah. Well, we want, look, 
I am burnt out on sci-fi. I need some fucking sci-fi, okay? I need something good. There's nothing good. Been, I feel like it's been a decade. COVID come along, they done burnt everybody out. Then the writer strike comes on, they burnt them out some more. I don't even need, know what the next real sci-fi is going to hit the air again. It got it got super woke too. That's the other. Oh yeah, and then it got in crazily woke. And I'm not a big woke fan, yeah. people. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm just not. Uh, you mean Dune Two? Dune Two is coming out this year. I don't know when, but it's going to be out. I thought they said March, but I'd have to check for sure. And it's it's just Dune. It's not Dune Two, by the way. It's just Dune. Part two of Dune, I guess. But I'm looking forward to it. I mean, the first one was pretty decent. Um. No, I meant the first part of this Dune was pretty decent. No, I liked I liked the original. Uh, I'm a classic fan. For some the original is still the best. Like, yeah, it it was it was sufficiently creepy to do a pretty good job. Yes, it was. It was a little weird, and the text yeah. still kind of sort of holds up. No, I said kind of yeah. sort of before y'all get cussing at me. Yeah. Oh well, you want to know where the text don't hold up? Go watch some old Doctor Who's. Oh my God, man, that that shit is. It's like watching comedy. There's some actually good acting in some of them, but it's some of it's just unbelievable comedy. Well, I've been watching it because a friend of mine's got me looking for. Um, so the new Doctor Who is one way, and the old Doctor Who is another way. First off, Gallifrey was in all kind of e- episodes all the way up until uh, Doctor Who was off the air. It hadn't been destroyed. It got destroyed in between the two Doctor Who's, the new old Doctor Who's and a new one. When John Hurt, they said, went back and killed everybody. So, but there were rules that applied and things that couldn't happen in the old Doctor Who that the new Doctor Who thinks that they can do. So I've been thinking about this. It depends on how devout these fans are. Like for Tom Baker, he's still got a huge following, even though I think he's dead now. Uh, He's a doctor number four. He was seven years of doctor. And remember, he wasn't just eight or nine episodes, he did, what, 50 episodes a year. So it's a little bit different. Uh, and they did episodes like there would be four parts strung together. So there's much more involved Doctor Who in there. So I don't I don't know, you know, and but you know what? There was quite a bit of wokeness back then. You'd be surprised, you know, when you start watching them. You're like, I'm like, wait, what? I'm like, no way, man. I'm seeing things. Yeah, I mean the original Star Trek, there was plenty of that too there. there but they all, but it was balanced by it was balanced by Captain Kirk, right? Yes, the big so guy. Yeah. Of, yeah, but like I mean, he was doing stuff that you know would get you canceled today, right? It, it was part of the show. Yeah, and so, and, and so so that's one of the things I like about some what was it? So if you watch Big Bang, Big Bang is not a woke show, people. Big Bang picks on everything. They're kind of like um What's a cartoon that's always picking on everybody and South everything? Park. Yeah, I mean they're they're just they're just unbelievable in how they get and what they get away with. I don't know why some things can get away with it and some can't. Oh no, the NFL can't get away with wokeness. Oh no, because NFL people who watch NFL, NFL don't is woke. Like yeah, it's, they, it's, it's gone. It's it's it's, it's, it's pretty NFL. much yeah. Well, it looks like college yeah. is going to put them out of business now. It's uh. Now yeah. they're going to start paying the college guys, and they're going to extend it. The, the, look, I'm, I'm a, look, I'm a former Army officer. After Kaepernick, I just stopped watching NFL entirely. Pretty much, I, pretty much, I did too. That yeah. was pretty much the end of it for me. I figured yeah. if they're going to let this go on, I don't want to watch it anymore. Which yeah, look, have, they have every right. They have every right to speak out. No problem with that. But like, you know, don't do it on the air. Yeah, it's your brand. So if that's your brand, and if I, I'd have been there at two hundred fifty or four hundred dollars a seat, I would have asked for my money back. I'd have been yeah. like, no, I did not come here to see this. 
I want to see football. If I want to see somebody take a knee and be woke, I'll just turn on CNN. Uh, right. you know, right. and, and I think that's where a lot of these people made their mistakes. Uh, they didn't realize it fast enough that, oh, no, there are places for this and people do not want to see this in their entertainment. And it hurt a lot of companies. It it, it cost Disney a lot of money. It cost them. They had to find it. Still cost them money. Yeah. And they're doubling down. They're doubling down on it. And I don't understand it because they brought the the guy back to quit doing it because it all started because that woman, one son was gay and one son was a transvestite. And that's when she decided everybody at Disney was going to be gay, you know, that worked at Disney World. And and, and the the country was like, excuse me? Wait a minute. Did, Did you just... You know how many Americans were not going back to Disney World after that? I mean, come on. Uh, well, no, Joe, we don't care if you're gay or not, but everybody at Disney World is going to be gay. I don't know. Kids are parents with kids are funny. I don't, it doesn't matter if they're right or wrong. It's their option if they don't want their kids to be exposed to gay people. It's their rights as a parent. There's no law that says they have to put their kids around it. I don't know. I don't make. I don't make the rules, and I don't. I don't care if you're gay or not. I got gay family members. I could give a good shit. Shit, one of my gay family members is a freaking billionaire. Um, well, it's it's just like anything else. When you hire like one demographic group at the exclusion of all others, for no other reason than the fact that they're in a demographic group, that's anti-meritocratic. And right. any sort of scheme that does that is anathema. It's wrong, yeah, so, right? Like the color again. It's it, it could be the color of your skin, could be uh, political beliefs. Whatever, but what should matter is the content of your character. Are you a good worker or not? That's all that should matter. That's all that should matter. We've gotten away from that. And as a result, you're seeing, you know, uh, walls fall off of Boeing planes. You're seeing Secretary of Defense who's asleep at the wheel for three days. Like you're seeing like this broad, systematic institutional failure. You're seeing too many jobs being doled out because of sex or color. So, right. so guys, if, if I was to say, if I was to say, I, I'm going to hire my next boss and it has to be black and it has to be a woman, I get sued by all kind of people. Okay? That's what Harvard did for their, la- for their la- for last president. Yeah. And of course, it, it, and he ended up turning out right. to be, or, or it, whatever it was, he, ended up turning yeah. out to be a piece of crap. And then of course, that's what President Joe Biden did. He said, oh, I'm, I'm going to hire a black woman for vice president. Oh, let's not hire the best person for vice president. No, no, no. We didn't want to do that. We wanted to hire some idiot that didn't know what she was doing. Look, I still can't even believe that she was attorney general in California. I, I mean, she's an idiot. I, yeah. No wonder yeah. so many people out there got out of jail. I mean, I mean, Lord, the girl's an idiot. And I don't even want to hate on her because I kind of feel sorry for her. I don't feel sorry. You put yourself in that position, you deserve it. Yeah, that's score. true, too. You do. And, uh, yeah. Well, she still got a chance of being president. I mean, something happens. Yeah. For Biden I mean, look, if you're if you're not qualified and you know you're not qualified and you still accept the position, you deserve as much scorn as they can throw at you. So, but there, there needs to be new rules because I had asked an attorney about this. I said, "Well, can I sue them?" He said, "For what?" I said, "Because they hired someone based on on sex and color. They didn't hire the best person for the job." Right. I said, "The best person might have been an old white man." I said, "But no, we're not going to hire an old white man because that's what racist." No, it's not. It's hiring the best person for the job. I said they did that because they needed black votes because the blacks would leave it and go on to Trump. Well, I feel sorry for like non-white competent people, to be honest with you, because everywhere they go, every job they have, there's going to be that question in everybody's mind. Are they qualified or are they just here because of – that's who it really hurts. Right? It does. And uh, and that was a lot of things too because when that girl first sued Texas uh, and Austin because 
she got overlooked because they had to assign a, um, a witch mile to a black guy um, because they had to meet their, their quota. And she got pissed. And so she sued. She said, well, wait a minute. You just, she said, I, my score is twice as high as his. Um, mm-hmm. I've worked my ass off to get here and he's going to get the scholarship because he's black and I'm not going to get the scholarship because I'm white. She said, that's racism. She They're says, doing the same thing. They were doing the same thing with air traffic controllers in Chicago. Right. So how you scored on it, there's a, there's a white guy who didn't get the job, but he had like a perfect score on this test, but they asked, like they designed these lifestyle questions. Like they'd ask like, how many relatives do you have who were in prison? What kind of sports did you play in college? Like, you know, they would ask questions that would, um, that certain demographics were more likely to answer yes. And then they would get more points. So as a result, you have people who were, you know, barely passing this test and they're controlling whether or not airlines land. And then you have people who got perfect scores, but because they coded for a demographic that was not favored in this selection process, the best people aren't getting the job. Yeah, it's been going on for a while now too. We're in a bad shape with that. I keep seeing too That's many right. people I mean, getting hired. Yeah, we're going to have a few airlines, you know, a few airplanes fall to the sky. That's what it's going to take. And they're still not going to come clean on it, right? So it's going to be ugly for a while. People are going to die for this this stupidity. Well, I, I have seen in some places they've been trying to change because I think college, they're taking affirmative action away from colleges. Well, the Supreme Court, like, you know, there was that Harvard case where particularly Asians that were getting disproportionately rejected, right? And their scores were you know, an insane level above everybody else. And uh, so they they can't do that anymore. But what they're doing now is they're finding other ways to circumvent those rules. Well, well, waiting on, yeah. The the thing that was passed in Congress two years ago, which I think goes in effect this coming year, removes it from colleges altogether. Um, They're saying that it's just an unfair practice. And, and the problem is now is, is, is this, other demographics in our country. There's, so you have Hispanics. Well, they're not, they're being looked over for blacks. You have Asians that are being looked over for blacks. You've got to, so, you know, I understand black people need to get their rights and I understand that they were downtrodden and, and they want to get their 10 cents too. But you can't help one race by discriminating against another. Right. And you're just creating the same problem over again. So you have to figure out how to level the playing field. And you're also creating resentment that you are what didn't need to be there. That's why you're seeing people are all freaking out about the rise of. um, And I've been surprised lately how how Hispanics really, how Hispanics are really starting to hate on blacks more and more. Yeah. And I'm seeing that with Asians too. And, and I can understand because, because really affirmative action is really designed for blacks. It's not really designed for the rest of the country. And then there's another problem. I think in 2036, America fall, whites fall at 48% of the population, which puts us below the 50%, which makes us a what? So are we going to get affirmative action? Uh, Well, I mean, again, do Asians get affirmative action? They don't. It's rare that you see them get any of it. They don't get on college. I had a friend of mine a couple weeks ago. He said, well, Asians get high enough scores to get in with scholarships. I said, not all the time. And I said, some people can't afford to pay. I said, uh, when they get loans and stuff, I said, and- and, he, and said the government only gives out X amount of scholarships either. I said, I guess they give, I bet you they give more to blacks than they do to Asians. I said, I'd bet money on it. 
He said, well, that's discrimination. I said, of course it's discrimination, but the government don't care. They want to look good. So they figure, give it to black, give it to black, give it back, it'll look good higher, more, 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 more. But what America forgets, and this tends to be for all races, so when you have, say, a white manager, a lot of times they'll hire mostly white employees. Same thing with black managers, Asian managers, right. Hispanic managers. Right. So right. when you start doing that, you start creating problems where you see all these stores are just one color. Well, that's not what this program's designed to do. We're supposed to be teaching people not to be racist. But when you stop and only hire one color, you're a racist. Mm-hmm. And that, that's got to change. But it, we're, we're one day little. I don't know. I won't see it, but. Uh, we, we were we almost we almost got there, and then I would say in the last five years we reversed it entirely. Oh yeah, because we decided that you know the Democrats actually decided that yeah we're we're going to be this new woke crazy society that nobody wants to be, and that's the other yeah. thing that kills me when you when you poll the country they're like no we don't really care about it even the Z genus who that's who they blame by the way as the Z genus is what causes this wokeness they're not interested in this shit. Right. Um, they're like, what are you talking about? No, we want to have fun, enjoy our lives. We don't really give a shit what you, you stupid adults are doing. Leave us alone. Well, it's like the whole, it's like the whole like white liberals making up Latinx, right? Oh, and know, like Hispanics uh, are like, what the, what the, what the hell's that? I know. Like, I don't want to be called that. It's ridiculous, right? And they just yeah. kept pushing it, pushing it, pushing yeah. it, pushing it. What's that? Oh, you mean Columbus is evil? I, I still don't know what the Columbus shit's about. Columbus, when. <laughs> Technically, he didn't find this America. He found the Americas. No, because what's his name? Leif Erikson found this America first. No, well, yeah, he colonized it too. He he was here for. They said they they the Vikings lived here for quite some time, and uh, then he left. And then Columbus found it two hundred years or five hundred years later. No. So yeah, it was a while longer. Hmm. Well, you know. It's uh, no, that wasn't Columbus. That was uh, who took all the Mayans and gold. Uh, Cortez. No, Cortez. Yeah, that was Cortez. It was somebody else. Yes, the New World was like unbelievable for the Europeans. They were like, "What the hell did we find?" Think about it. Europe itself is several thousand years old. It's depleted. I mean, it's pretty much just. Well, and depleted. Columbus thought he found like the the uh, eastern part of India. Mm-hmm. When he landed, he's like, oh, yeah, I found another route to India, <laughs> which is why Native Americans were called Indians. Well, no, Jimmy, that's just the way it worked out. Oh, no, we screwed the Native Americans. We're still, so out of all the races in this country, they get screwed over the most, but it is partially their fault. Uh, I hate to say that, and it's kind of cruel, but you have to remember the Indian nations are sovereign nations. They're not actually part of the United States. They're a sovereign nation, yes. So it would be like telling China what they got to do. I didn't make the rules. And the reservation thing to me was stupid. But we didn't want to kill off 100 million Indians, so we gave them reservations instead. That's exactly what we did. It didn't matter. We gave them cholera. We gave them chicken pox. We gave them smallpox. We killed yeah, Indians yeah. by the millions. Yeah, it was the pathogens that... That wiped most of them out. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't have to kill them with guns. We were we were killing them all over the place. Um, we were wrong, and but it, and the sad part is, if the Indians would have became one nation, no way Europe could have took this place. No, the Indians knew all. They knew how to hide. They knew how to fight. They would have killed us, and eventually they just started getting guns and cannons and shit. They they would they would have never got America. 
Hell, the Mesoamericans might have gotten involved. There's a lot of people living on this continent back in the day. Nobody mm-hmm. knew it, though. I don't know. I don't know. And um, I don't have as much Native blood in America in me that I was told I had. It's interesting when you have your DNA. You know, families don't always have an um, accurate accounting of where all your DNA mm-hmm. comes from. Mm-hmm. I'm mostly um, Welsh, Irish, Scottish, British. And Italian that makes up about eighty percent of my heritage. Yeah. Do you and have then, any? Do you have? Do you have any of that unknown? I did, but it switched over to Mediterranean. Just general though, Mediterranean, not like Greek or Roman or Albanian or something. It just says Mediterranean, whatever the hell that. Apparently, made. there's somebody, someone at DOD that follows that issue. Mm. Yeah, maybe where they, they can, fixed it. Where they can't? Where they can't? Yeah, maybe they call it. They coded it something else to. Because I know when I first did it, I had three percent or three percent unknown, and Mm -hmm. then and it stayed like that for a long time. Even though the other numbers were changing, like the amount of Italian blood I had went up, and the amount of uh, Irish, Italian, English blood also went up. Um, But this stayed like that, and then just recently, uh, it could have been more than six months ago, it just switched from three percent unknown to three percent Mediterranean. Mm -hmm. Whatever the hell that means. People, the Mediterranean's got the Greeks, the Italians. They got all kinds of shit tied up in the Mediterranean. The Turks. It could be anybody's blood. But they don't know. Yeah. Well, I, I knew I knew because I had green eyes that there was definitely some Irish, Scottish, Welsh blood. And there's no doubt about that. Because that's where green eyes pretty much dominated out of. But um, I also knew my last name is Montaldo. And our family's uh, part of my family was from Sicily. And part of my family was from Northern Italy. Um, even though the bitches always said they were Spanish for some reason. Because some of our family moved to Argentina. And down there, they all speak Spanish. Yeah. I don't know. They might have been hooked up with the Nazis as far as I know. <laughs> I don't know why they moved. They moved from, from Italy to Spain to Argentina is what they did. I don't. And, and uh, the first relative I know for sure that came over... Uh, ported in New Orleans in 1680, but they weren't a direct relative. My direct relative came in from New York. No, not from uh, not from St- not from uh, not from the island. They came in a different way. Mm-hmm. Well, because the name back then was not all that big of a name, and today it's it's like five names tied into one. It's Montebano, Montevino. Yeah, it's all the same name. And the reason I found that out is it's the same family crest. Yeah. Well, there's is part of the family is part of the family is royalty. Part of the family is probably mafia. It's, it's the only way I can actually say it. No, I'm pretty sure that's the way it was. I, you know, yes, I'm pretty sure that's the way it was. Well, I know we had mafia family over here for sure. So, yeah. Well, um, Carlos Marcelo was a friend of the family. And him and my dad were pretty close, so there's some kind of ties going on there. And uh, when I was growing up, Joe Marcella and uh, um, Vincent Marcella used to keep an eye on me. Matter of fact, when I became a young man in my 20s, every now and then one of them would just show up somewhere where I worked or where I was playing darts. I was playing darts for a living. And uh, every one of them, which, not a, matter of fact, one of the places we bought, we, we played in, 
Vincent had uh, Tony the Tiger by the bar where we played so he could sponsor our team. I was asked, I was, no, I was never going to join. That's not my lifestyle. Nope. Had no, no, never even had a curiosity. No. Could have, eh, never had a curiosity. Because somewhere along the line to be a made man, you got to kill somebody. And one of the reasons I got out of the Special Forces and Navy is because I don't want to kill anybody. Oh, don't get me wrong. You try to hurt my family, I will kill you. I will snap your neck in about eight seconds, but uh, less than that, really. But both careers would have somewhere along the line would have led me to have to kill somebody. If I had stayed in Special Forces, I'd have ended up in Iraq and I ended up killing some people. That's just that's just the way it is. Well, you know, if, if I mean, look, if you have to, if you're at war, you have to, you have to, you have to kill somebody, you have to do it. But if you don't have to, then why do it? And there were guys out there good, just as good a shot as I was when I was in the service. So I got all three, marksmen, snipers, and uh, I got all three of my badges. Earned them first shot out, yeah. I grew up in the bayou, people. Everybody down here can shoot. It's not even a thing. No, nobody down here even thinks it's a thing. If you can't go out there with your 30-30 at 100 yards and shoot through the thing 20 for 20, your friends are going to rim you for the next six months. At thirty at thirty yard six, I was accurate at five hundred yards, twenty for twenty. With an M sixteen, I was accurate at five hundred yards with uh, uh, with twenty rounds, twenty for twenty, right through the center every time. Because you get used to the gun, and the M fourteen, which most of y'all probably don't even know what it is, uh, was an easier gun to shoot. It was a smoother. Rhythm. So when you would pop, 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 the gun didn't move much. Once you, once you were set, you just it really didn't move any. So as long as you didn't wiggle, you were pretty much guaranteed to go through the same place. M16 was a little bit harder to shoot. Nine millimeter. The nine millimeter. When these when he real nine millimeters, they were converted to twenty twos. Yeah. So the pistol like this one, it looked not much different than this one was converted to a 22. So this big cannon had 22 rounds in it. What the hell, man? Anybody can shoot that. A damn dog can shoot that, man. Come on. I mean, what the hell was that? I never did understand that because there's no kick to him. It's just you're like, it's like a pop gun. But we got to go, guys. We went way over. Sean then fell asleep. I'm looking for food. The other Sean is asleep. Well, he's got to go to work in the morning. Well, he does butcher work. I keep trying to get him to send me some good steaks, man. But they're cheaper down here, so. Yeah. No, he's a good butcher. Uh, who, Sean? He's an author now. He was one of them guys that used to blow shit up. Because y'all always tell me, who anybody in service blew shit up? I, I can honestly say the whole time I was in the service, I didn't blow anything up. I watched a lot of shit get blown up, mind you, but I personally didn't blow anything up. Uh, I worked on all kinds of stuff. The bombing derbies are great, but we got to go. So I want to thank everyone again for tuning in to United Public Radio. I hope you all enjoyed the show immensely. Any moans, groans, bitches, gripes, or complaints, please write to Michelle DeRoche. Attention, Michelle DeRoche. Uh, I love you, Michelle DeRoche, and that's how you do that. Uh, I don't take – I don't. You don't, want, you don't want to send criticism to me because I might be rude. <laughs> so <laughs> send it to Michelle. On that night, on that note, good night, everybody, and uh, stay tuned for Spaced Out Radio with the Madman Scott, Dave Scott. Good night.